0: Clean clap. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Carmine Mattia. Yes, sir. Uh, Welcome to Nashville, man.
1: Dude, thank you for having me. Thank you so much.
0: I have a lot of questions I want to ask you, but the first one I want to ask you is, how exactly did you find me?
1: (laughs) All right, this is great. And I've been been waiting to say this because I could have said this through messages or text, but last year I was coming out with a project Uh and... I was just trying to get crafty with the marketing, look up... A lot of times what I'll do is I'll look up the other major cities and just be like, okay, I want to hit some... Just online, like hit some things in Nashville, hit hit things in LA. And just through the process of doing that, I found something of yours. I think it was just music. I think it was before you had posted a clip. And I was just... I just got really into it as a fan. I was very... Uh, I thought... I don't know if it was... So the name of the podcast is what?
0: Black Demarco. It's Love Montage presents Black Demarco's community podcast. So
1: do you have that as a name for like a song or anything? Black Demarco, because I I came across that and was like, it just caught my eye right away.
0: So, yes, I guess this song will probably be out by the time this airs. So th- this, this this is the thing. Yes, there's a song called Black Demarco, even though I don't call it that anymore. When I first okay. started, like. Re- making demos and like playing shows and stuff like that. We had a song that was called that and it kind of developed into something else over time, but the name just kind of stuck.
1: I just, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was funny, but like it really caught my eye and I'm like, let me check this out. And then I just started listening to your music and I came across your IG and I was like following. And then when you started posting the clips and Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get deeper into the psychology of why I'm, I was so like, this is important, but the clips just got me and I was like, this is cool. I love hearing music talk. And I just feel like there's a big absence of it, like in I, I know it's, it happens and I know people have platforms where they talk music, but I don't know, man, it just felt refreshing. And I was excited. So i would just been following the whole year. And then we were like, I, I guess we wanted to come here for a museum, like a Picasso exhibit. Like that was the thing where we're like, oh, let's just check that out. Like that's an excuse to go to Nashville because I've been wanting to come here. Yeah. And I was like, I got to hit him up. So
0: so you came for the Picasso at the at the frist.
1: Kind of like I, I've been wanting to uh, just come here anyway and just check it out, yeah. especially music and everything. But uh, we dude, We've been stuck in New York for like almost a year. So it's like mm-hmm. we had to just get out and do something. Um, and then I guess uh, you just got word of that exhibit being there or something. Yeah, and we know that there's good food here.
0: Cool. (laughs) We're going to get more into that. Um, I want to talk about New York for a second, because I guess with COVID, this has got to have been a year in Brooklyn, too, so that must have been so strange.
1: Really weird, really weird year. Lot of lot of ups and downs, like you know.
0: You remember where, like, do you remember your oh shit moment? Because I I still remember being like January of February when like coronavirus was still a joke and it was still a meme.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Um, and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Do you remember like the moment where you realized it was like a really serious thing?
1: Hmm. I think. All right, so I started working at a studio. Um, I guess the end of 2019, right before the holidays. And it was like, a, you know, get in there, like prove that you could be valuable, a small studio startup. Um, and I, I've been working toward that kind of gig for, I don't know, eight years or something just to like try not just a studio, but just something where I feel validated in music, where I'm like, cool, I can produce more. I can be around it all day. And I started there at the end of 2019. And then. We started hearing about, like you said, like, oh, it's it's over there or it's somewhere else. It's not going to come here. It's not going to be that big of a deal. And then I remember I put in my two weeks at a cafe job that I was working. And like before the end of the two weeks, everything shut down. Like so maybe like I had two days of work left or something. I was almost out of that situation into like a music job. And that happened. And we had 10 sessions on the books in a row. Which for us was big. It was like, oh yeah, we're about to have our first big like, couple of weeks. All ten canceled. Yeah. And I was, just, and people were just really scared. So that was probably my moment of like, I guess I'm home for a little while. You know, mm-hmm. when you're out hustling all the time and just trying to do more, 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 it was so so weird. It came to like such a halting stop.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was abrupt too. It just came and it was there was something and then all of a sudden there was nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, tell you what, man. Um. I want to thank you for, uh, bringing me out of retirement, yeah. uh, <laughs> a little hiatus, Yeah, getting me, uh, off of the bench and back into the game. Um, I, uh, was always going to bring it back. It was just, you know, the, when, when the holidays come, like those two weeks before Thanksgiving, once Thanksgiving yep. is it, it is there. There's like, you know, everything shuts down until, uh, new year's is
1: over. Really. I got wrecked for the holidays, dude. The, like yeah. just b- between business uh trying to make any money uh spending money like whatever, even though like I don't know how it was for you, but for me I was like yeah i'm not I'm not getting anyone anything this year, like family and stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then like two weeks away from Christmas, and you're like, I should probably get something, yeah, maybe just a little thing and then so it just drained I drained most of my money that I had like tried to save up, like mm-hmm. because once also once corona hit you're like I guess it would be nice to have an emergency fund, like never really prep for that you know
0: you can say that again (laughs) i didn't really take saving seriously until now until this year
1: so there's a lot i guess to be learned and gleaned from the situation but i just feel like none of it could really start now but yeah the holidays uh you know what was it the like Election, holidays, everything—it was crazy, too much, crazy overload. Yeah, it,
0: it it was too much, so I just kind of had to like take a second and just just vibe out mm-hmm. and um, figure out. And I was and I was working on music too. And like I was telling right, you before right. we started rolling, I I can only do so many things at one time. Of
1: course, no, I get it, and uh, I think, but yeah, to like maybe maybe bring it full circle. <laughs> thank you, thank you for having me and taking a chance on just an Instagram DM because I'm a huge. <laughs> proponent of like the way dude like i just wanted to come out here and like try to make a friend yeah and uh i think that's so cool that you could just do that via instagram yeah. like off of some clips and like some music that i heard like but not everybody you know there's people in the past that i've hit up where they're like i'm not responding to this
0: so okay let's get into this because yeah. you i, I think we're, we're kind of at least adjacent to the same internet culture yeah, yeah. and there are, i mean there, there are a lot but you you seem like you've really embraced content because yes. there there there's kind of a belief that like musicians for the most part just want to be musicians mm. you know what i mean yeah, yeah um and there there's a real uh, aversion to the idea that like you know music is your content or as a musician you are now a content creator right um but you you like when i look at like your instagram profile and i think your spotify too like it says composer, musician, and content oh, creator. Yeah, yeah. Um and I guess it depends on, you know, what what particular music community you, you belong to and whatnot, but there is a real aversion to that idea about, right. you know, content. It's like, well I don't want to be a content. I just want to make music and this kind of thing. It's kinda yeah. like I get that. I do. Um I happen to actually like doing this. It's not for everybody. Right, right. But
1: And you you I could tell with you not to just keep complimenting you, but uh, I could tell with you, you uh, it's natural for you. Like when I started listening to the full episodes, like first the clips, and I'm like, these are cool. Um, and then I started listening to the full episodes, and I'm like, you're just going with it. It's not, you don't have any nerves in your voice. You're not like, here's my, even if you have a list of things you're talking about, it is natural. You gotta keep doing it, you yeah. know, really. All I came right. here to inspire you today, <laughs> dude. I,
0: I appreciate it. I, I love running my mouth, I do. Um, and, and, you know, in the real world, I don't necessarily get all that much of an outlet to, you know, just be full of shit and say whatever I want mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. to say. Yeah. So you twenty, you were uh, similar in the same respect because you like really started putting out music last year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For real, like on solo stuff, I was part of a band for basically since the end of high school into maybe when I was 24, I guess. Yeah and uh it wasn't like a bad breakup or anything but that was my musical identity for years um is me and my best friend from home and then basically uh once that once we kind of were like all right like building these separate identities and getting into what we were going to do that was a big like crisis for me and corona basically just gave me the chance to be like all right like finish it you know get get to it finish it release it promote it whatever and then simultaneous to that i was getting heavy into the content with working for a studio, trying to market ourselves differently than other studios. Um, and just, you know, I love comedy. I, lo- I There's part of me that I, you know, I don't think I have, like, the guts to do it, at least right now, but I'm obsessed with comedy. So I just think that uh, it's cool to be a fan of something and not have to do it, you know? But I, that's why I like throwing on the wigs or, like, you know, doing a character or something silly, you know?
0: I saw – I was looking at your Instagram this morning. I, I saw the video – that you like the little promo video that you made for the song "This Game," where you're talking
1: to Siri. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah. was fucking fun. Oh, you like that one? Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: comedy <clears throat> stuff, dude. Um, and I, I tell people all the time that it's, it, I think it's probably the hardest art form mm. uh, because it's just so amorphous. Like you can't, like you, like if something's funny, it's just funny, right? You know what I mean. You,
1: you and you can flop. I mean, I yeah. flop all the time just because like you got to take chances. But yeah, it's a sad feeling when you try when you think you're gonna make people laugh and you don't. But that's.
0: <laughs> that's the only way that you get good at it. Yeah. You have to take the knocks, man. It's true. You, you <laughs> have to take the knocks. Uh, um, no, I w- was kind of like you to where, like, Love Montage was a thing before 2020, and I didn't have a whole lot of experience, like, making records It was just kind of like flailing, flailing around, trying to figure right. it out and you deal with that inevitable disappointment of you like seeing something through to the end and not turning out the way you thought it was going to turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm used to that feeling now. I realize that like every song is kind of like, um, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get until it's done. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know I, mean? I think that's the most beautiful thing, especially being in a studio. I try to tell artists this all the time, <clears throat> but it's like, if you, I think you should really hate your album or your song or whatever by the end of it for like a two week period. Oh yeah. No, I feel that. Because then because it's if it's not like a, a school for you or like a learning process, I'm not saying everything has to be about evolution. Sometimes things are just things, right? But for me, by the end of my album, like I was mortified, dude. And I think I listen back now and I'm like, I love it. I appreciate it so much. Like I'm so happy with it. But for two weeks I was like I can't let people hear this. Like, I, I'm scared. Like, I, at that point, I wasn't even singing that much. So, that was like more uh, si- like actually trying singing school. Cause, once again, like comedy, it's so easy to uh, do things and not try because you're like, oh, like you're afraid of failure. But when you try and you're like, oh, I could fail, I think by the end of it, you should have that little feeling of like, do I regret this? Are people going to let, li- or am I going to like this? And then after that, I think it's the best thing ever to make yourself vulnerable and release it, you know? Absolutely. Do you
0: find yourself going back, listening to like your shit that's out now or do you kind of just like, Oh yeah.
1: I listen to it. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't like, I used to, uh, I don't know when I started music, like when I was young, I would think I would wonder like, Oh, am I going to be one of those people that like, hates my like don't i don't want to hear my stuff because i do really feel like it comes from elsewhere like it really does feel like an energy that's like i have to make this you know Mm -hmm. and i still i never want to get adult enough to pretend that like that that's not the case you know like like no i i came up with that idea it's like no i don't feel that way i feel like it just comes to me from something else Mm -hmm. but i do a lot of times i don't listen to it often but like a lot of times i'll pop it on to listen to it or like in a different headspace mm-hmm. like if i get if i get like real fucked up one night and then the next day like i'm hungover, i'm like i'm interested how it hits in this headspace you know or like uh, if i got really stoned like oh how do, how does it sound now you know yeah. uh instead of just or even sadness or whatever i yeah. think that's interesting to see how it communicates that way
0: me too it, it i don't know it's always weird like going back listening to my own music because just like you said depending on what headspace you're in it sounds different every time mm-hmm. which makes it really hard to be objective about right what you created it kind of freaks me out I, like i i've dealt with it enough to where i like i realized well, like it's not really the thing it's just you yeah 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 the, what you recorded is going to be the same every time <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly. it's true like the actual file of it or whatever yeah um,
0: but it feels different from day to day
1: yeah i mean what was I gonna say? I don't wanna rant too much, so you okay. you always can cut me off whenever. But I just think it's interesting. There's there's other things like from the past, like old songs that I'll listen to. And I love my old band, but I just think it was a very different version of myself. Mm. Um, but I'll listen to certain things and be like I'll be like, ah, like that's really not that good, or like my voice wasn't that strong there, but I thought it was in the moment, Mm -hmm. or like an old live show, Mm -hmm. or you'll just be like, oh god, I thought I was so good there, but then, then there's other moments where you look back on old performances and you're like, oh, I was really going for that in this different way. I got to get back to that. You know, you kind of get reminded. But like you said, it's impossible to try to do everything all at once, and sometimes you just get there's just burnout and then you you have to shift your focus onto other another batch of things
0: yeah so you went you went ahead and did the whole album thing yeah um 11 tracks kept um, it
1: tight though kept it short i wanted it to be like a a beefy ep you know
0: yeah okay a beefy ep i like yeah. it <laughs> Um, going forward, do you think that you're going to be more projects-oriented or singles-oriented? This is one of my favorite things to talk about.
1: Yeah, I I want to do some industry talk, too. Um, I think just in the past couple days, I've been really leaning toward what if I tried that single every six weeks thing? What if I just tried it for a year? By the end of the year, I'd have a a good amount of stuff out, and then I already have an album out if people want to hear like a sampler of what I can do. Um, but I'm just, I'm curious cause it is a choice, you know? Yeah. I love albums. I, I particularly liked the clip where you were, you guys were talking about the sham of the album and that kind of stuff. And I believe in that too, but I also love them. You know what I mean? I'm glad you brought that up because I still, still
0: stand by everything that I said in that clip. Mm-hmm. I do. I agree with you. Yeah. I am less of a fundamentalist on that issue than I was. I guess that was probably about nine months ago. Right. Um, this, this this like I'm gonna, I'm gonna use you as an example. Okay. Um. You have 11 tracks out that are as long as like you know you're there and who do you use Distrokid? Yeah, yeah, Distrokid. As long as you're like you keep your you pay Distrokid every year, they're not going anywhere. Right, right. Um. And I used to be like it's dumb to like release an album at one time, but then I realized you have 11 songs that you can promote in perpetuity right as much or as often as you want so i there 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 is an argument to be made for just releasing a project at one time and then promoting whichever songs you want to promote for as long as you could definitely um and what's interesting about podcasting is this: like you, you you watch i mean you watch yourself change in real time but also other people whoever like your audience is is also like watching you change and watching you evolve yeah um and it's weird like like you you'll listen back to yourself and be like why the fuck did you say that oh definitely you know what I mean? definitely
1: um no that's uh i so i've done it a little bit with like podcast stuff and it's mainly just me like I don't know, something at the studio like a one-off thing with an artist or something like that. But I haven't done it where it's like there's a there's a log of them. So mm-hmm. it's got to be like this visual diary where you're like seeing the ch- you're seeing the physical changes in yourself like everything, like the stuff you're saying, but I did one the other night. It was just on Zoom. And then I woke up like with my like heart beating in the morning like did I say anything shitty? Like I thought I I off camera like when we were just prepping i talked about somebody that maybe i didn't want to talk about because i don't want to go do it again right now so Mm. um and i was like i woke up like oh shit like i didn't i probably shouldn't have said that and then i listened back to it and i was like nah nah it's fine it's fine and also people also just don't recognize shit the way that you
0: recognize yeah yeah same thing with music too
1: that's true um sorry if i got
0: in the way of a a role you were on so like when um what is like um what does promotion look like for you? And I, I know it's a learning process because I'm still learning it too. I'm just kind of curious as far as your mindset uh, towards it is concerned because I, uh, especially for people that are like just starting out for us, it, it seems like such a daunting process. And like mm. you look at other people and you know that there's a way to get traction, but it doesn't really seem like it makes a whole lot of sense at first.
1: Yeah, I, I have like some really um, – I don't know. I think I'm on to something. I don't think I have like some amazing uh, – you know thing that's about to happen but I think that from what from my analysis I love to analyze things look at the information and be like okay like what are the objective truths here and what are just like flukes or like one-off things that could work but you know the combination of like strange factors and I think comedy works making people laugh works and making people I don't want to say like sadness works but like a call to action or something works right and I think that's what you generally wind up seeing with people is like something like this is about this hardship or about this thing, or you'll see like sarcasm or like a, a deep, like making fun of something. I wanted to choose the sarcasm or the humor because truthfully, like, I, I'm grateful to say, like, I don't think that there is as much, like, sadness in my life that I would need to, like, lean into that or promote that to, for people to get attention, right? Because at the end of the day, like, it is what it is, man. It's all attention. Like, we're trying to get just enough attention, maybe a 1,000 to 10,000 people's attention that can then exponentially propel itself for them to do the work for you, right, of promotion. So that's really, like, the strategy with anything. Once I started working at the studio, um, and shout out to uh, Little Cheddar. It's a little faded, but you know, here it is. That's what I was going to ask you about that because I,
0: I I found them this morning. I was just looking over your page and I saw that. I'm yeah, like, this I'm is
1: what, this is where you'll see me be the wildest, you know, right. like with uh, with my characters and stuff. But um, I mean, that guy has Mike Wirtz, the owner of Little Cheddar Studios, has really given me like uh, access to a platform where I could get out there. And also has taught me a lot about marketing. He's he's a I call, we joke around and call each other geniuses because like it's we think people throw around the word genius so so often so casually, but he really is a like a, an amazing marketer and uh, prom- I guess what in promotion and all that kind of stuff. He's been working in that for years. So what I learned there is like you kind of have to be a little more brutal about it, and you have to be a little more like cut throat when it comes to like, what are we going to go for? What's the objective here? And what, what do we want people to take from this? You know? And then you have to kind of like boil things down to like their simpler form. Mm. So I'm going with the route of like making fun of myself, uh, letting myself be the butt of the joke, mm-hmm. knowing that really I'm getting the attention. So it's like, okay, if I'm the butt of the joke, so what I mm. chose that, you know, it's not like people are making fun of me pointing and laughing um and then just you know i think like i just did it with the song that came out yesterday with uh another group that i'm in called Chucrute, um a chilean my chilean friends uh i I rap in it and they play bass and play drums and it's like some you know it's like some lo-fi hip-hop but not really lo-fi it's another misnomer i think people throw around the term lo-fi and it doesn't really mean what they think it means yeah um or like indie you know same kind of thing but But I did it with them, and I was like, "Guys, let's just make it all about me, not getting the verses done in time." Because like they, they're always like, "We started this a year ago," and I just was so uninspired. I didn't really want to write, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything to write about, Mm -hmm. and uh, so we just turned the promotional work into like making fun of me, like, "Oh, they're gonna replace me with this singer," and "Oh, like, you know, is the verse done yet?" Whatever. And I think it really worked because now their fan base or our fan base like sees you they see you being silly being vulnerable taking a chance and that's where I really think promotion is but with the content side of things I just think that there's things that change in industries and nobody gives you a memo on it and the mem- the memo that would have been given out is like six seven years ago telling all artists like hey those people that you pay to help you do these things that's you now sorry and you don't get paid for it you're not getting anything extra that's just on your shoulders and if it's not like there's even less adels in the world now than there were 10 years ago and there will be less over time you know i don't think they're going to regain uh, a a large market share of like artists they can get into contracts and things like that i just don't see it happening you know but it doesn't mean everybody that's independent putting music out is equipped with the tools or the willingness to like actually do that work that a company would do for you you know that's you know that's valuable stuff no i think that you're right the way that i've
0: kind of explained it to myself when i'm in the shower and i'm just like talking and like going through stuff in my head yeah There, at least as of today in 2021 there, there are two tiers and i think that uh, they're going to continue to diverge like i don't think that like labels are going to go anywhere per se yeah yeah but they'll like, be here people talk about the music industry and like i make music but i'm not really in the music industry i'm way more into the internet Slash right tech side, you know, because like just like you, you know, I do everything in the house Mm -hmm. and record everything, and you know, I I haven't done a whole lot with ads yet. Run my own ads and that sort of thing, and then there, there, so there, there are people that like the internet is the game, right? Right. So maybe they want to like they want to generate revenue from streaming via mainly spotify but also a little bit on youtube because youtube just has more users than yeah anything else mm-hmm. um they want to develop a following to the to where to where they can sell merch they can you know uh sell access to to to, to zoom calls right, right right patreon and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and then you have people who just use spotify to get acts to to, to 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 court industry people right um I mean, either one can work. There's no right answer. I feel like one of those things is significantly easier and yeah. significantly <laughs> yeah. you have more control
1: over, or than more, than like prob- higher probability. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's just like it. the the
0: the uh, the power structure used to be total label oriented. And the thing with all the the, the, the record labels is that they're all attached to print, and they're all attached to television. I media. They're all old media. Yes, every last one of them. Yep. Um, Whereas Spotify, whether people realize it or not, whether people like it or not, is taking up more and more of that 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 power vacuum, just because of, of where people are people are at and how they're spending their time and that sort of thing. Um, it it, it would be incorrect to say that they're irrelevant, like you know, Universal or uh, yeah. You know, but it's not where the growth is. No it's way, not where the growth
1: is um, is the thing. Um, it's interesting because I think like those artists and those, those labels and those artists built the, this is something I've been experimenting mentally with for a while. And that's also another reason why when I see your show, I'm like, this is important. I really think it's important. If you love music, if you look at music, and I feel like you do, I, when I see your stuff, hear your music, I'm like, that dude loves music. Like it's, a Like it's an old friend or like it's a family member, you know, and no matter what, no matter what happens, success or failure, whatever failure means, um, you're going to love music and you're going to keep doing it. Right. I'll I'll do this till I'm till I die. And if nobody hears my stuff, then I'll just try to make sure that they hear my stuff after I die. Maybe I could be one of those people get famous after and be like, oh, my God, he did a lot of stuff, whatever. Um, But even if that doesn't happen, I don't care. Like, I love this kind of thing. Uh, something we grew up idolizing at least I know I did was like that old legacy stuff it sucks because when you realize what it really is or was the veil gets lifted I guess it's disappointing but I still I don't know man like they could I could see like a a video of like the Beatles in the studio or like Peter Jackson's like redoing that Beatles footage there, was, there used to be a thing on YouTube when YouTube was still early. It was, like, that footage, except it wasn't organized, edited. It was just garbage. The, there was not, like, good audio for it. And I was, like, as a kid or, like, I don't know, early teenager, I was, like, what is this? This is amazing. This is the craziest footage. So I look back on that stuff, and, like, it's – so they built something really important that people – that really got in, like, the hearts and minds of, of fans of music. Um, so, yeah, they are important. They'll still be important. But they're never going to be, they're never going to adopt like the wave or, or like the healthier version of the way things can go. And whenever I propose solutions to about the music industry or at least try to experiment with what a solution could be, mm-hmm. I have to remind myself that there was no, there's no going back to anything that was good. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, there's no, uh, it's not like we really. Like, it's sad that we don't do this anymore. It's like no, that was trash. Like, yeah. and then we can make it better, but how? Nobody knows.
0: You, you're, 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 you're hitting it, I, and that's like, even even with the whole album thing. they're when like when you when you love something, you have to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. And the music industry, as it was and as it is, in a very narrow segment of the people that make music. Was always trash. It yeah. was always bullshit. Like <laughs> I grew up, like I'm like I'm into like Mac DeMarco and like that kind of stuff now. But yeah. like there, there 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 was no indie when I was a kid. My right. my parents are sixty and sixty six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And you know they, they 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 grew up as poor black children in Kentucky and, and in Florida. So the yeah, music yeah. that I heard growing up. You know I heard Marvin Gaye, I heard Sam Cooke, Stevie Wonder, I and I love all those records. Don't get me wrong. Heard right. A lot of gospel music. Um, Kirk Franklin, Donnie McClurk, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, Yolanda Adams. Um, and what was strange was that as working people, there was a perception that they were rich and that they were famous. Mm-hmm. There, there,
1: there, 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 was no yeah. They were this like successful example. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah.
0: there, 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 there was no reference point to say that they probably signed in advance for like a three to five seven. record contract and the 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 advance was half a million dollars the manager got 20 percent the lawyer got a fee you had to pay taxes on it
1: they were probably technically speaking they were probably in some sort of debt to
0: that person like you like you the the the, the history of like some of our the the people that we cherish the most Mm -hmm. is the history of a bunch of famous broke people yeah it's true that that is what the music industry has been and it still is if you're going the traditional route in most instances like like rihanna is an exception yeah and no there are exceptions money,
1: there are exceptions yeah
0: but 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 even in those exceptions
1: most of those people make money outside of the music they have to i was just going to say the uh the makeup thing uh, that's yeah. that's been one of her more and i love rihanna and i love her culturally as just like it seems like she can do no wrong. Like if she does a bad thing, it's like she's bad. If she does like a good thing, it's like she's so wholesome. You know, like yeah. I like that. Uh, like you could be a badass and a nice person at the same time. Um, but I, th- I don't know the numbers on it, but I would say that the makeup or what, Fenty is it called Fenty? Fenty, Fenty just makeup and uh, long gray line. Okay, mm-hmm. I would say that that's probably the thing that was that allowed her to separate from the dependency on putting records out and shit. Yeah.
0: Like I, I get like the, the the opposite side of that argument would be well if she didn't have the record deal she would never be able to do that okay oh, true I get it. true but most people don't get that opportunity most people sign a record deal and and flop
1: yeah <laughs> or just get shelved yeah, like you that, know that is what happens that, I think that's actually most people no? Yeah. like th- there's more albums on the shelf than there are like that get released yeah most like on on any whether whether it's like captured
0: tracks or universal like right. most mo- most artists sign. And lose money for the company, and every record company has one or two artists that make up the losses for everybody. Yep. Um, But with all that being said, so in your opinion, why is it that we've sat here and we've talked through how the entire thing has always been a sham? Yeah. It has always been that. Why are so many people dying to crawl into the meat grinder? Why are so many people hedging their future on what somebody else claims to be able to do for them even though the traditional music industry has no interest in helping anybody but themselves
1: i i think it's like for musicians it's like winning maybe it's like winning the lottery so it's like i'm gonna try i'm gonna have a job i'm gonna make some small investments i'll grow my money that so you do all these different tiers of like if you would just use money as an analogy of ways to like grow your money but I'm still gonna buy those scratch offs at the end of each week because make because that's an another like higher reward, lower risk. You know what I mean, sort of thing. Um, because I think at the end of the day, and this is really the question, I, I've been really I don't even want to say struggling like it's some like it's some fucking problem, but like I've been. Just going over and over about, and I love music, man. I'm obsessed with it. But I've been questioning certain aspects of things, like, and she knows because she has to hear all the bullshit that I bitch about. <laughs> but like <laughs> about like whether, like, is this what I want to do in the sense of like go at it this way? Do I wanna care about the if a Instagram video flops, or like, should I put five dollars behind or twenty dollars behind this promotion, whatever? Cause it I think at the end of the day, we want attention and that's true i think we all want attention even people that aren't making music or trying to have status of of some kind like publicly and but more so we want validation all we want all we want is validation if if somebody if if i came in here today and you're like dude like your album's amazing like keep going like this is great and i really think like you know blah 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 this thing i'd walk out of here like Probably more inclined to go make the next song or the next project because of that thing, but we choose to do music, you know. But it, that and that's the that's the duality that I'm always stuck between. Of like when I when I start complaining about shit, I'm like, I chose to do this. Like nobody like bestowed this upon me when I was a child, you know, and like said like this is your only option. So that's the it's a tough like thing to balance. But I think that that's why people like to keep in the especially if you're good if you're talented if you're good and people that do have reactions to your music you're like oh maybe if that person comes across me or if they offer me a deal uh, maybe that thing could you know jumpstart things for me and it's like a pipe dream sort of thing like, i don't know
0: no that's it you 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 have said what i often say Myself because I know like I'm typically talking to myself. That <laughs> I talk um, to myself a lot too. <laughs> record, but that's, that's how you do your thinking. Yeah, yeah. You know, Everyone's like, oh, you're like, crazy. You know, you're not crazy. Yeah. You're, you're just thinking out loud. Yeah, you're doing. Um, Record labels have always been better at selling the idea of validation to mm-hmm. an artist than they are selling music to people. Right. That 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 they really who they sell to are artists. Yep. Um, and I I think that you were correct. I think that. That, that, that most of us, given the choice, if, 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 if somebody came to you and said, I'll make sure that 10 million people yeah. hear your music, right? Um, but I will give you no money versus somebody said, I will give you $100,000 or $50,000 every day for the rest of your life, but only, I don't know, 20,000 people will hear your music. Most
1: people will pick the 10 million. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. And no money. That second deal is a good fucking deal right there. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. And and so here's another thing. Right. I'll piggyback. I'll piggyback off of what you just said, because that's beautiful. What if we all what if a solution, not the solution, but a potential solution is for people to everyone says uh, shoot for the stars, you know, like don't stop, go for your dreams, whatever first off that's hard right like first off like most people can't afford to go for their dreams they're not do they're not not pursuing their dreams like we love to beat up the working class people because oh like you just chose to be in an office or like chose to go work at this job or whatever it's like no like first off a lot of times people don't even get the access or the chance to learn what their dreams are you know so if you get that congratulations, pat yourself on the back, that's amazing. Like, you kind of have a focus on what you'd be happy spending the rest of your life doing. Then, it's this kind of thing where it's basically like, fuck, I'm losing my train of thought. I saw this cat, and then it yeah, threw uh, me off. Like he caught <laughs> me, too. Uh, going me for too. your dreams. Um. Oh, so what if we just, like, narrowed down the bar? So if it's like, it doesn't need to be, I'm going to be a millionaire off of my music. What if you said, what if the goal became... 50,000 people, still a big number, still enough people to probably take you on a pretty decent tour around like a region. Right. But it's like, what if those 50,000 people, what if everybody gave me a buck each month? That's a lot of money. Or if everybody gave me $5 a year, that's a lot of money. And if we'd make the goal more attainable, then you might be able to kind of like actually start getting closer to it. You get that validation because you're almost at your goal yeah. and then you can make a sustainable living. Like, so if, if there's people that make half a million dollars a year, except we don't look at them as Jay Z or Beyonce, we don't look at them as like, yo, you guys are famous and so rich and this and that mm-hmm. half a million dollars a year is an amazing, amazing salary, right? It is. A ridiculous salary. Yeah. So what if, like, that became a goal instead of, like, I need $3 million in the bank to off this deal or whatever? You're, no, you're right. It <clears throat> not the, I, I don't mean to uh, downplay half a million dollars a year. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, no
0: I, I, I hear what you're saying. They're,
1: I, I don't know if you watched the Grammys. I did not. I have not watched them in years. Agreed. Um, I didn't watch them. I saw clips, though, you know, but I, I thought it was tough with no audience. I get it, but it was just— This
0: was—I mean, it was, like, down— maybe 12 million people watched it. I, I I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but it was a, a record low ratings. It just gets lower and lower every year because.
1: Yeah, I got the burps too.
0: <laughs> How many artists do you listen to on a daily basis that were up there?
1: Two, maybe, maybe one. Who? I'm just curious. Anderson <laughs> pack.
0: Okay. Yeah, but, but, but he, it, but that's a special case because he's promoting the silk sonic. Thing. Yeah. Right. Like, right. like, <laughs> If not for that, he probably
1: would. He wouldn't be there. No way. No way. Um, Do you know how many people I thought of where I'm like, and I don't know, because I didn't see if they were there, but I was like, for instance, I love this example, but like, I haven't seen Kendrick in like three, four years (laughs) anywhere, which I think is kind of cool. I love that. I love the like enigmatic like type of thing, especially when you're that famous, you could still maintain that. But I was like, I don't know. I just found it really interesting, the people I didn't see, like trying to get like spot in the spotlight or something, you know? It, it is
0: so radically disconnected from the actual world. Right. And, and it like it used to be labels control distribution and manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So what you saw on television was pretty correlated pretty yeah, well to right, what right, people right. were actually listening to. Like
1: tied in with each other, yeah. yeah
0: that is no longer the case Mm-mm. at all. And it, 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 it kind of invalidates it. Like right. W- with within, within that's a
1: really good way of looking at it. I yeah. never thought about it that way, but that's great.
0: Dude, I, f- I don't know. I feel, I feel really, really isolated in this kind of thing. Because, like, I'm, like, like I, I mo- most of my, like, entertainment content consumption time happens on the internet. Yes, agreed. Um, and I will, like, have moments when I'm at work and I'll go rogue and everybody will be talking about The Bachelor. And I will be like, how do people still watch cable? I agree. Like I, that's that's literally my thing. Like watching cable in 2021 is like riding a horse and buggy down I 40.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree completely. Yeah, we don't have cable. We have some. I haven't had cable in I, since I left college, and I even there I didn't have cable or television. Mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to have cable or tell. Like we have a TV at home because, yeah. like, all right, we'll watch movies and stuff, but. Um, no, it's ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. But then, then you go and take a trip. You, you live in New York and then you go take a trip to Nashville mm-hmm. and you meet some people where you're like, maybe you're watching TV. <laughs> no, that, 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 that's the thing. No were, offense. You, I don't mean anything by that, but I'm like, oh, maybe you consume that. Yeah. I'm going
0: to use the, the insurrection as an example mm-hmm. because and it, 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 it was horrifying. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think to... You know, like, like my parents, like, watch CNN for the most part. Right. So, if Same. you're, like, on the surface level, like, media consumption, CNN, MSNB, MSNBC, Fox, that was kind of surprising. Right. But you, you like, for, for the entire pandemic, people were stuck at home, getting radicalized in all manner of different directions on the internet. Yes. Um, and and it, it's weird because, like, the, like, as of right now, the real world is not on television. It's on the internet. Right. And every yes. so often the internet world will leap out into the actual world and everybody would be like, well, where, where, where did this come from? Right. How is this right.
1: Like, And they'll, they'll make it as though like no one had a pulse on that or a finger on the pulse of that when meanwhile, most people would be like, well, people have been talking about culture wars for like yeah. three, four years now. I guess that, that like we're seeing it, you know?
0: It's, and, but it's like, like Grammys, New York Times, CNN, mm-hmm. all of the traditional media likes to pretend like there is not an entirely different you can call it ecosystem you can call it reality or whatever but there is an entirely different level of conversation that is happening yes at all times and like I'm so I'm, I'm 27 how old are you 27 okay we're thinking
1: yeah i'm about to turn 28 in uh in a month
0: oh cool are yeah. you aries uh taurus taurus okay. Yeah. Okay, okay okay well happy early birthday thank you very much um for like for people in our age it's kind of like a 50 50 is it might be like more 30 70 mm. um like most of the content i can consume is from like independent creators agreed yeah um
1: i love th- i mean i'm so i'm so inspired by it because it once again validation it also feels like attainable mm-hmm. like i i'm i've always been really into youtube the pandemic made me just go full like if I'm going to consume three hours of content today, it's going to be on YouTube, you know?
0: It was, it's, it's useful. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's
1: life-changing. My brain is growing, and I'm yeah. learning things, and I can – yeah, it's if, amazing.
0: You, If you trade out, like, your television time, like, watching something that is curated – Mm -hmm. versus, like, an independent creator who's actually teaching you something, you will become a better person. Yes. And you can cook while you do it.
1: You Yep, exactly. Dude, I walk miles around Brooklyn all winter, all summer, because I like to walk where I go. And once again, another thing the pandemic kind of did was, like, everyone was scared of the train for a little while. So I was like, you know, in New York, you're very dependent on the train. So everyone took a little break from the train. And then I just started walking to the studio. It's about three miles from where I live. I've done longer walks before in every city that I've lived in. I love seeing the city. I wish it was a little more walking friendly. Like I wish I could, and maybe you can educate us. Like if we could get from like here to the city, like on foot, I don't know if it's really, it doesn't seem like it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Well, you know what I mean? Like logical, (laughs) but um, (laughs) I love that shit though. And that's where that kind of passive content uh, just stole my heart away. You know what I mean?
0: Like I, I get it, and I don't get it. I get it from the perspective that all the old media companies have a vested interest, yeah, in not, well, you know, in, in 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 maintaining their hold on people's attention span over the tech companies, and th- and th- th- this is not always a good thing. But you know, these uh, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera, they're all run by machine learning algorithms. Yes. That are only getting better. They're getting better, and that I, I get it. That has drawbacks, but you will never be able to garner the level of attention that those platforms do no. because they are optimized for keeping people there as long as possible.
1: And I think we're at an interesting crossroads. So the legacy media has obviously either failed, pissed people off. It's it's gotten some people even maybe even more into it, but like they've their numbers are down. You know. something like the Grammy, even the Super Bowl, big sporting event, all these numbers are down. I think people are just kind of like, meh, like, I don't know, do I care anymore? Like, I feel that way about a lot of stuff, like maybe sports that I would watch or whatever. I'm just like, I don't don't know that it's even a good use of my time right now, you know, to like check into this thing. Obviously, people haven't really been going to movies the same way, at least in like different parts of the country. So I feel like where we're at is this crossroads where we've given this large amount of power to these, to the Googles, YouTubes, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. And we're, we haven't seen too much public irresponsibility of what they do with it, mm-hmm. but we have seen some, and I don't even think I could like think of examples. I just know they're not perfect. Um, but what they do with that influence, because at the end of the day, everyone's trying to sell influence, you know, like it was not shocking to me when, when, all of a sudden Instagram turned into like ad after ad. It's like, that's the plan. Like yeah. that's the plan. Like these, these companies, you know, like it's, it's easy to not think of it from their perspective. And it's, I'm not trying to give sympathy to companies that have billions of dollars, but like mm-hmm. they start, they start these startups and don't make money. They just go, we're just not really going to make money at first. And then they get huge usership. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't have some big like IPO or some big like sell off of it to start, there's like only a couple options to make money. And it's the same options that have always existed. And it's usually advertising. Yeah, yeah. That's their, like that's the game that they wanted to be from the beginning. We just are the ones that buy into it. Like, like think about Instagram six years ago. If I had the kind of focus and uh, willingness to make content, the kind of technology that I've been willing to invest in whatever, six years ago i probably could have been really have a platform for myself now i didn't get it though right you know i I didn't either but you still can of course you can yeah of course you can it it takes work but
0: yeah it it can
1: be done (laughs) no totally and it, it will be done like and i'm still like super optimistic and like once again i just love doing it you know like i i love that whole process and i'm fascinated by it um But, yeah, that's why when I realized, like, the people who were at that point six, seven years ago, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, that was good timing. It was
0: crazy. A lot of them didn't get it. A lot of them Mm -hmm. stumbled into it, and they maybe figured it out on the back end. Um, Right, right. Do you listen to Russ at all?
1: A little bit. I I think when he's – I was trying to think of who it was at first, and then uh, I got really into the more of him talking about, like – his process and stuff.
0: That's the thing. I don't know who his actual fans are. I know that they exist.
1: Yeah. But
0: I don't know who they are.
1: Most right. of the time when I hear the songs, I'm like, I'm like, I get it. It's cool. You know, I get what you're doing, See, but this is like, this is like, this is, this has happened a lot.
0: Loki, the, the genius of Russ is in like how regular of a person that he is. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you, when you listen to Russ talk, he doesn't even one hundred percent understand how he blew up, and that's not a knock against him. That's right, not disrespect. I mean, he because I, he I, I think that people, regardless of what kind of music they make, should look to him as far as like the template of what an artist can and should be. Right. In the twenty first century, but everybody always talks about oh he re- he released a song a week for like right eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the reason that worked so well is because SoundCloud was still kind of like a new thing. Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't as much. The content floating through the pipelines, mm-hmm. so that the algorithms are like, "Oh, well, this is a thing, and it's here. I'm going to push it out to more people." um You could conceivably do that now, but it's harder because there's more. Like there are sixty thousand songs a day are uploaded. It's Spotify.
1: it's nuts. Have you ever seen the n- statistic on how many hours of, of YouTube content's uploaded a day? I don't know it, oh, but it, sure it, it's insane. absurd. It's like over. I, I don't even know. I'm not even going to butcher it. <laughs> like.
0: I don't know. I don't
1: know. I don't it's know. wild, say, man. man. It is wild. How many hours of footage, like, a day? This is uh, this
0: thing I always do. I don't know why I sit here and act like I don't have the internet
1: in front of me. <laughs> we're embracing me. the internet. We're embracing the internet. <laughs> sit
0: here and talk about the internet.
1: I'm sorry, Tom, I need to break now. No, it's great. You you did excellent job.
0: Um, and what's great about that is that we should be able like, I'm sure that, like, you got the clap, so, like, you can yeah. get the, the good audio for this, yeah. too.
1: Yeah, I'll send you this file uh, probably when I get back to New York. That'd but great. And then so you could have a little three-camera thing going on. That would be fantastic. And
0: it's also great because, like you're,
1: like, you're a little overexposed on this one. Oh, yeah, you I got, see. Like, the, the glow <laughs> I look right like there. an angel. What I need to do is, like, block these windows out. Right. It's going to be the next thing, but I'll get to that one. There's a good space for it, though. You got, like, enough depth here, and yeah. it's comfortable. Yeah. Hour 30,000 hours per hour,
0: is that what you said? Uh, 30,
1: hours per hour. I mean, it's on, unf- it's insane. unfathomable. <laughs> it's, it's, you can't, uh, we're not uh wired to like fully understand what that might mean.
0: No, I can't even <laughs> conceptualize that number, but like that goes back to the horse and buggy on I 40 thing, though. Yeah, like, 30, 000 right, 30,000 hours per hour, and you motherfuckers are still watching television. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I
1: learned how to build like a you know, like oh, I learned how to build a desk today. You know, for for like seventeen dollars, and you're watching yeah. like reruns of like Friends or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, dude,
0: <laughs> that 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 is absolutely mind blowing to me.
1: It's crazy. Um,
0: and what's interesting is like even for as, as musicians, everybody's still like focused on Spotify, which is not a bad thing.
1: I want to talk to you about Spotify. Okay, yeah, I, you I, I want your thoughts. I don't know. I've just been kicking around these ideas of like Spotify has. It's I won't blame them like it's not on me, but modern the modern landscape has made me get a little bored with music. I've never thought I would say I'd be bored with music, but yeah, it's interesting the way I started to notice it about a year ago, maybe a little more that I would look through for new stuff. I want new things to listen to. Mm-hmm. And it's not I think at first it was an overwhelmed like and I would try new things mm-hmm. and then I. Would feel like everything just started to sound generic, like uh, people that I didn't know, people that don't have a lot going on, right? Mm-hmm. Which is uh, to be uh, to be fair and to be honest, it's like when I heard your stuff, it was just like so f- refreshing. Maybe even because it is a little bit of a callback to like uh, a different time, mm-hmm. more like uh, more inspired by it sounds like. 10, 15 years ago, or something, but not like so vintage and retro and not like, oh, I'm just trying to go, you know, somewhere completely different. Like it's reminiscent of something that I don't hear a lot of, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, unique and different. So I don't, I don't want to at all make it sound like I'm saying you're, you know, not unique, but I, I get really, I don't know. I feel like it, music, I started to feel like for the first time music on Spotify felt segregated by how, Genreized it was yeah and i didn't like that i just kind of felt like it was uh like why are we i don't know but i don't have a better solution of how to how else i would code it or something but then it, it started to make me bored and in the last year i've been kind of bored i find myself going to classics mm-hmm. and going off recommendations or something i don't know
0: no i i, I get it um oh boy th- th- this is where i will start Yesterday, tomorrow, most people who consume music are only you know they're they're they are casual listeners. You Mm. know what I mean. For for most people,
1: like if 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 me, you, Allie, she's uh, a casual. You're a casual listener. I am. I just can't believe you remember my name after hearing it once. Oh, uh, he's a good guy. I I I I, I try to remember
0: people's names. (laughs) Um, but low key, like I was kind of going off on the dive board. I was like, either I'm going to get this right no, or I'm oh, going to yeah, it up.
1: No, it's good. It's good. Uh, <laughs> Take that chance. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we like you. Take that chance right there. <laughs> most
0: people don't engage with music the way that you and I would. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that, that that's where I will start with Spotify. Is it for most people, it's background noise or it's just something that kind of have yeah. out of the way? Um, And that is what it is optimized for. Like, I'm gonna use myself as an example. Like if I, if I, if I, if I, if I put a song on, because I like it, you know I have my niche, I have like my my happy place, but right. I, I am always looking for new things. But like if I put on one of the songs that I listen to all the time, I know what Spotify is gonna play next. Right, it's gonna play Harvey by hers. They're gonna play mm-hmm. uh, uh, Every Time by uh, Boy Pablo. Is gonna play Where'd All the Time Go by Dr. Dog like look like those like and those songs will it will uh tell show me how by by uh men i trust it will play those songs in sequence right like yes i like these but like i don't want to hear them right now yeah but (laughs) spotify
1: you didn't even ask me spotify you just assumed that's what i wanted to hear but for somebody that's a casual music yeah they're, they're they're into that yeah
0: um like i don't they and it's interesting because i was like when i was looking through your instagram they liked one of your videos i don't know if you guys follow each other but the east nashville yacht club i think maybe i did see that so they are two local podcasters who they liked one of your videos i don't know how they found it
1: oh cool okay i i don't know Um, because it sounds familiar but i think it sounds familiar from you mentioning them on an episode like me hearing it me hearing you mention probably true yeah
0: See, yeah, because they—they—they—I've they, been on their show a couple of
1: times. Okay, and, cool. Um,
0: they found my music some kind of way or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they—they—they they are not musicians. They're you know they're working guys, but they love. Oh, music. interesting. And they, okay. And they really love music. Um, but they also like Spotify's recommendation engine.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: but the the thing with spotify no matter what they say they say oh we want to help people discover new music which is like a half truth like kind of like that right but really what they they just want to keep people there
1: yes for as long as possible absolutely that, absolutely that, yeah,
0: that, that that is what every- and
1: and i think maybe as musicians maybe you tell me if you feel the same way i know i feel this way i want like to be challenged like i want you to throw some shit at me where i'm like do i like this Oh, and then that becomes my favorite thing. Or it doesn't, right? I'm
0: always looking for the next thing that I'm going to listen to on repeat. I, I yeah. am always looking for that moment.
1: Yeah, And I really believe it's like an innovation type thing. Like, you don't know. I don't always know. Mm-hmm. I don't always know that I'm going to get really into this other thing. And mm-hmm. then uh, it kind of, almost sometimes my favorite shit, I don't like the first run through of the album. And I'm like, it'll if it gives me that uh, visceral, like, feeling where I want to, like, shit on it i'm usually like this is gonna be a good one you know like i'm gonna come around and like really be into this like my some of my favorite albums the first listen through i was like i put i put the headphones down or whatever and i'm like i don't know like what is everyone talking about and then i go back to it and i'm like this is my favorite thing you know
0: let's try this yeah
1: let's try this um
0: because i don't, I don't know if you were following this um there was a purge at the beginning of this year because we'll I, we, can, we can talk about like buying streams and fake streams. Ooh, and all that. someone that mentioned
1: too. this when I did an interview at the studio. I think
0: so. At the beginning, yeah, at the beginning of this year, there was a huge, a, a bunch of people got purged from Spotify, and to make a long story short, they tried to blame it on DistroKid. They were like, "Oh, DistroKid is doing something shady and they're mm. dealing with Spotify," but really, really what ended up happening, and Spotify does this all the time—they purge. Um, they, they, they purge listeners who were who, who, who gaming the stream system in right, one way or right. another. And um, it's it, it kicked off this huge dialogue about the playlist marketplace because obviously Sp- uh, Spotify has its uh, editorial playlist yeah, that everybody's yeah. itching to get on. But there are there, there's an ecosystem of independent playlisters, and depending on what kind of music you make and where you exist, those people are more or less powerful. But it's created a conflict of interest for multiple Multiple perspectives. On w- in, in one respect, there is money behind it. People do play to be on playlists. Some people play to be on bullshit playlists. Yeah, yeah. Other people pay to be on legitimate playlists with legitimate audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the curators of those playlists, because they have influence, um, they sell access to it. Yep. Um, and those independent playlisters, for a lot of music like that, they, they, they are better at recommending cool stuff because they're actual people. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not just a computer algorithm making decisions based on your behavior. They are actively trying to expose people to new things. But when you get into that incentive issue, because these people have built up audiences and now they have, for lack of a better term, they have power and they, they tend to leverage it. That kind of puts them in competition with Spotify's profit margin because Spotify still has to pay out fake streams and th- so they have a vested interest in stopping play- the fake streams yeah so it, it was like this dialogue think like, about it like that yeah stay away from independent playlist which is h- makes it harder to market your music number interesting. one interesting and it, it 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 allows spotify to corner the market on what people are exposed to which kind of just recreates the whole system that we're trying to get out of. yeah yeah you know it it, it it it's a messy messy thing man I bring that up just because you're saying, like, you like to be challenged, and yeah. there is an ecosystem of independent playlisters, and I guess editorials, too, but yeah. that, that, that do that. But now the, the, the profit motive kind of makes it complicated and kind of puts that entire system at
1: risk. That's it, though, what you just said. How, how long does it take for something to become cable? Not that long. Like that. But you need to just – when you – if you uh penalize and uh, come down on i can't think of another word disincentivize all of the people that can like build their own thing or uh off of your platform that challenge you essentially you're you're gonna you're on a faster track to becoming cable doesn't mean you're not gonna hit that First, uh, rise and make more, even more money, and carve out even more market share. You will do that. Spotify will do that. They'll continue to do that. Uh, you know, I guess until like NFTs, you know, become oh, like God. the next thing. Yeah, and I don't even want to get into oh. it because <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I don't know how much time we all have. But uh, <laughs> oh, we got to hold another. As long as you guys are good to hang. But yeah, like we're good. Go for two hours.
0: And yeah, and we, we can talk w- baking too. Like
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to hold the camera though. That yeah. yeah. It's all good. <laughs> um but it's like they they'll continue to rise and do that. But you like all I feel like every business or every industry can make the same mistake. Everybody has the chance to make the same mistake and that mistake is like uh you they think a or it seems like they feel like non-competition is the best path to success and it's not. You got to beat the competition or prove to the other competition around you that you are worthy of like being the platform that everyone wants to use. I think there's space for more than just Apple, Spotify, Tidal, you know, and whatever else. But, you know, the people flock to what works, what feels the best, what user interface is the easiest, all that kind of stuff. What has free access sometimes. I like that about Spotify. That okay, a couple ads here and there, that's that's a pretty decent deal. You know, five songs and then an ad, like it's not the worst. Um, but yeah, eventually I think when you start to see people or or companies make that decision and that move, I don't know, it doesn't bode well for them. It because I get it. The fake stuff is bullshit. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. And and I know, I think that's also another thing that happened with social media. The advertising got really heavy mm-hmm. and then it's like, okay, everyone kind of realizes like remember how funny it was? when youtube started putting ads on and everyone was like can you believe this like do you remember uh commercial list youtube what a dream what but there wasn't thousand hours of content uploaded in an hour so why is that happening because people realize they could maybe make a living or maybe at least dreamed for that living or whatever that's a beautiful reality to be like i make videos and i can pay for you know i can cover the cost of it with that like that's cool that's like it's a privilege. It's an amazing thing to be able to try to do, but uh, but it's none of it's like really free at the end of the day, and it's hard. And yeah, once you start cutting that off and cutting off the little things that go and do the work for you, those playlisters do a lot of work for Spotify. You know, maybe mm-hmm. it, they don't view it that way, but they really do. They 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 might be the ones putting Spotify on for six hours at a party. Mm-hmm. That's a, and how many millions of households is that happening in around the world? So that's that's important but uh, I think yeah once you start cutting that off and saying like no like we're we're going to like if you're cutting out that competition or or whatever I think yeah you'll become cable fast and that's I, I get that vibe sometimes but I still use it you know Yeah dude you hit on a lot Yeah, yeah. no I'm sorry <laughs> it, it, the the the
0: I they def- definitely on the on track to becoming cable in the sense that they are the standard definitely on track to becoming cable in the sense that um it just ends up being like a big ad apocalypse but regardless of what people say people kind
2: of like it yeah
0: pe- people kind of like it people will not admit it but they they like when when, when you like I, I, I like i see ads some of them are music related some more products but like oh that's kind of cool
1: oh yeah um, you know how many i look up like rugs mm-hmm. then i'll go on instagram And since they're like embedded in my fucking nervous system and know everything about what I want to find or or what I'm looking up, Mm -hmm. I'll go on Instagram and then there's rugs. And then I'll be like, that rug is awesome, though. Like, I want to get that. And then I'm like, I don't I'm not as mad at it. I, I usually never buy it. I don't think I've ever actually purchased a thing from clicking the Instagram ad. But I don't always hate it. I used to hate how creepy the fishing was. And then once you kind of get over that and you're like, well, this is just the future we're in, you know, pretty much just see everything about me. And like, you know, I'm on here spilling my guts about whatever. Like I'm willing to do that. I don't know that I can really be, you know, I think it's about transparency, kind of. It's exciting and it's terrifying. At it the is, same
0: time. yeah, it is, because 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 you like for, for for people like you and me, it it, it opens up a lane that it, it has not existed in any other point in human history for right. you to be able to like do your thing, build an audience, and, and 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 build a living around it potentially, or even just even just extra income around something right. in right. you like. Right, it doesn't have to be like the way that you make like like make a living, but the other side of it is. The the advertising model, um, it makes them so much money and it is so effective and so micro targeted um, that they, they they will prioritize that over everything. Mm. Um, understanding that unless they they shut it down and make it not fun anymore, they yeah. can't control the information. Yep. Um, and that's when shit gets weird. It, you know it it, it gets weird uh, because. The thing with 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 like the algorithm driven model is that it only it, it like it doesn't know what it's doing it's only reacting to, to its behavior and low, low key it's controlling you. Yeah. And even the people that designed it I mean they, they they can write the code to make the thing be the thing but they can't control what gets fed into it.
1: Ah, yeah, absolutely. That's true. That is true that like people out of mass can funnel in their choice of like whatever kind of content goes into it. And then from there, yeah, it's either curated or mm-hmm. paired with, I guess, certain ads or, and I've heard, I've seen people, uh, two things I want to say. One, I've, I've seen these guys, I forget who they are. I'm not giving them a shout out. Cause I watched this video for like 12 seconds the other day. So I don't know who it is, but they were basically saying how like, you know, they're like, they're like Spotify, like enthusiasts <laughs> where they're like, they're like, no, no, no. They're like explaining it to someone. They're like, Spotify is just trying to put your, it's going to take a year maybe and put your music in front of these different people until they see who likes your music. And then when you you got, that's why you have to keep releasing because then blah, blah, blah. And then it will be, it will get in front of those people. And I was just like, okay, that's in, that's an interesting way to look at it in like a positive sense of like, you know, keep working at it. Keep, you know, do that uh, every six week. Release thing, you know. I'm sure you you're you can be hyper creative. I know I can be really hyper creative, Mm -hmm. and all it takes is a little organization. I could have 15, 20 songs done, like if I put my mind to it, and then just be stocked up and ready to go with that, you know. So if that's part of the way to do it, cool. But then there's the other side of it, and I always think of that. I Henry Ford is that the guy's name? Henry Ford? Like the Henry Ford? Yeah, Model T. That's Henry Ford, right? Okay. Uh Sometimes I change people's first names. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, who did I say the other day? Uh, who were we talking about last night? And I said <laughs> we said Chris, and who was it? Oh shit. We'll come back to it. It's funny. Was oh Pierce name. Brosnan, <laughs> and we, and we were like, <laughs> we're like oh Chris, we're like Chris Brosnan. <laughs> okay, but Henry Ford that quote of like, uh, if people like made what they want or whatever, they would still be like riding horses and buggies. And like, right. That idea. Mm-hmm. Ma- ma- Down I-40. That That's the theme of your podcast today. Horse and buggies. Horse and buggy. <laughs> Down I-40. For- Stop riding them.
0: Yeah. Let the horses be horses. Man, Go do you away.
1: know how many horses and buggies we had to pass in the Uber? Um, But, and even though, like, I don't know, maybe I don't know the full context of that quote, but I've always thought about that quote and just kind of like, I believe in a lot of ways as a consumer, I agree with that. Because there's a lot of things that pop up where I'm like, I didn't know I'd like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. And I'm glad I do now. And then as a producer of of content or art, I believe in it too to a certain extent where it's like, well, that's why the, what's the classic thing that everybody hates, especially when you're a young musician? is like, oh, yeah, you, you guys sound like so-and-so. Like, that's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's always like... Com- we're so obsessed with comparing everybody. And I think humans just are, and they have always been just now we have so much more to compare against, um, on social media or just people presenting themselves in certain ways. But yeah. And I think that's innovation. I think innovation is truly like the people in society that can be, that can have the means, the time and the ability, whether Mm -hmm. that be mentally, creatively to make something for like, if, at least 20% of your mission and whatever you're making isn't to be unique and different than the rest of what's being made, I'm less interested. That to me is like a foundational, you know, part of like trying to do something. Mm -hmm. I really, really want to make like something different. Um, and I just, anybody who's not, I don't understand anybody who's not trying to innovate or like make something weird, you know, like Mm -hmm. I often go like, I would like, to do that kind of song, but then I want to make it weird, you know? Or, like, I want to record a guitar solo, but I'd like the guitar to be almost, like, not desirable to listen to, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. I want the tone to be kind of weird. And But you don't see that a lot, because people just kind of want to hit this certain thing. But that's, yeah, I think that innovation thing's important, and I feel like this stifles some innovation on on Spotify. Apple's Apple's different, because Apple, the interface just feels very much like iTunes used to just... In streaming form, so it feels less transparent about plays and this kind of thing. I don't know.
0: That, I I see both sides of what you're saying. Um, that's a very Frank Zappa perspective that you kind of have on it. Mm. This uh, this because there's like a video of Frank Zappa talking about like the the, the label system back in the late sixties, going into the early seventies, and he's kind of just like, "Oh yeah, these record executives don't really know what work or don't work, so they'll hire some uh, young yeah. hip kid." Who then becomes the tastemaker? But right. then he ends up stifling people's creativity because he won't take any risks.
1: Um, mm. Yeah, I don't even. I and I. I don't know much about Frank Zappa, although I used to make fun of him a lot when I was in college. We He's would just we would play random <laughs> scales all at the same time in rehearsal, and then we'd be like, "Look, we're like Frank Zappa." We didn't know anything; it was so ignorant of a thing to make fun of. But, uh, but yeah, I mean it more in the sense of like, <sighs> wow. Christ. Are we? Or do we have to stop? No, <laughs> we're okay. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, but I I, I don't want to cut you off because I I know what you're saying.
0: Uh, but what? To, to, so this this, this is this, this. There's a huge misconception about Spotify because it. I I would argue that it lends itself to things that are strange and things that are niche. Mm. Um, the more niche it is. I'm going to choose my words carefully because it's very, very easy for me to be misunderstood. On on the internet period, mm-hmm. niches have an advantage over things that have mainstream appeal. Yeah. Um, now, your ceiling might be lower. Right. But the, the the flip side is if you're trying to be like, I don't know, Adele, because you mentioned Adele earlier, mm-hmm. the chances of you reaching the ceiling are very, very low yes. at all. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I don't even know. like What's that, that British dude's name? Not Ed Sheeran, the other one. He's like he's like Ed Sheeran plus Adele, and I mean that in sound and aesthetics. He's like,
1: he, he oh, uh, Sam Smith. No no, uh, no, 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 Sam Smith. He, he, he sings
0: that that used to that that I was kind of used to. Come on, though. Uh, based
1: off your description, does Sam Smith not meet that criteria? Look like a love child of- <laughs> Maybe not Ed Sheeran. Maybe there's n- there's no Ed Sheeran. Oh, I think I know who you're talking Lewis about. Louis Capaldi. Yes like we, we've yeah yeah does he have that he's got a funny voice right
0: he's got a kind of he he sounds like if if Adele wrote songs for Ed Sheeran that is Louis Capaldi um like it, it 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 sounds like an Adele song that Ed Sheeran is singing okay gotcha like gotcha. that that that's like his thing um there is a Point that I was making about Louis Capaldi, but I forgot what
1: uh, we were talking about. You, niche, uh hitting the ceiling. If you're trying to make music like Adele, you probably won't hit the ceiling. Or and then I think you were like, or oh, yeah. even yeah, Louis Capaldi. Yeah,
0: um, I I I, I kind of but look, I don't know. I'll, I'll see you. <laughs> while, 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 let me let's work through it again. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the internet lends itself to niches. It lends itself to subcultures. Right. 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 Um, it does not lend itself to things that have Wide appeal, uh, just because you know th- these these algorithms are designed to find you know th- things that are very very s- tailored to like an individual person. A mm-hmm. um, Lewis Capaldi comes around every now and again, but the chances of you becoming the next Adele are very very low. Right. While the chances of you becoming like a master of your niche or even having your own niche, um, the internet intensifies those chances just because you have more influence over the process right um so spotify everybody focuses on the editorial playlists but if you listen to people who have are, are generating significant income outside of the label system from spotify um they will tell you that it's the discover weekly yeah that that gives them far more trajectory on the platform than the editorials do right um so ev- even then, the machine learning still has way more power than the actual people do. Um, but I don't know if you've ever listened to Jack Stauber. No, dude. Um, I mean, it's it's. I mean, if you're looking to be challenged and 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 some stuff that's a little weird, I would I would recommend. Checking okay. His stuff yeah, out. I'll definitely
1: take some recommendations on my way out of here. So Jack Stauber. Let's pull up his monthly
0: listeners, and monthly listeners are a flawed metric, but it's yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. ones that everybody uses. Okay. So, uh, he has 3,808,152 wow. monthly listeners. That's a solid
1: chunk right there.
0: 854,000 followers. He sells no merch. He has no... He, it's not true that he has no social media presence. He has a presence on YouTube because he's also a cartoonist. Okay. And basically, the way that he like built his following was he... He records all of his own music and he draws cartoons for them and they're kind of weird, off kilter. But the music is kind of like it's like bubblegummy, but it's also like kind of dark. Okay, gotcha. Um, so it's like oh, he and he just he just makes so much of it, but the songs are short. They're real short. Like sometimes they're under a minute. Mm. Um, but shit went viral on Facebook. Shit went viral on YouTube. Um, and he, he's, he's he's also really really big. On Spotify, but like he's like, you know, like nobody ever goes to a bar and talks about, hey, dude, you hear you hear the new Jack Stauber? Yeah, right. right right um, He has to sell no merch. He doesn't have to go on tour. He has one point seven, two million subscribers on YouTube. Oh, that's wonderful okay? That's is, one. Those numbers are great. Yeah. And I'm happy for this guy. I don't even know who he is. Took 18 months just to crank out a bunch of content. And I'm, I'm not saying that, like, everybody has the ability to pull off what he pulled off. Right. Like, literally six figures for the rest of his life doing nothing.
1: Yep, so he makes he's making good money off Spotify, and be, because
0: he's not he has this, this is the thing like have you ever pulled up the Spotify streaming calculator?
1: No, but I, I mean I I know about it, but let's, okay, so
0: let's let's talk about this for a second. Yeah, because there's also a lot of there there's a misconception around streaming and streaming income. Okay, before we do this, okay. Can to take a pee break. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just gonna gotta leave it rolling just because I don't like when I no, have to good. stop and start it. That's
1: good. If you, Ali, if you want to sit. In,
0: Talk about some baking.
1: Yeah, ask him, uh, Do
0: you have questions about food wrecks, or are you? Uh,
2: sorry,
0: <laughs> What's your baking Instagram? Because Carmine was telling me about it. Oh but yeah. Um, here,
2: wait. It's a, it's, it's not. It's tiny bites, but it's not spelt like small. It's not like tiny, like Thai people.
0: Oh. See. Yes. Okay, that's
2: genius. Crea- no, I I
0: yeah, no, I do. I was like, oh yeah, that's clever. Tiny bites. Yeah. Okay, so Allie is sitting in for Carmine. We're gonna talk yeah. a little bit a little <laughs> bit about. In. So you your mom grew up in Thailand, you said.
2: Yes. Yes. My mom is from Thailand.
0: And how long has she been here?
2: She's been here for a minute at this point. She's I think she came over when she was in her 20s okay she met my dad there in the air force oh ah, okay gotcha 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 yeah. gotcha
0: now where did you grow up as a military kid or
2: no um, he was like long i'm the the baby so he was done doing that by the time i came around
0: very cool very cool yeah so oh you you, you cook and you bake yes I, I don't know a lot about thai cuisine i mean i i eat thai food every now and again <laughs> um there is there is a restaurant here in Nashville. And there, I think there are three of them called Eastern Peak. Those are very very good. Oh, I'll um, write it down. The thing with Nashville, <laughs> just I like, have
2: a whole list, but yeah, what, what, tell me what,
0: what's on your list.
2: Okay, here's the thing: is I know that we we would only be here for like three eating days.
0: Uh
2: huh. Um. So I have Prince's Hot Chicken uh-huh. on here. Biscuit Love, which I'm suspicious about.
0: Yeah, I would tell you not to go.
2: Okay, I'm. I want to I hear your thoughts on that because then I'll give you my thoughts on it. Okay, um, and I haven't even gone. Like I've just observed. Yeah. Um, Peg Leg Porker. Uh huh. Okay. Um, Chowhan Ale and Masala House. I've never even heard of that. Place. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's Indian. Mm-hmm. Um, and she in particular has reached the status of like celebrity chefdom on the cooking channel or mm-hmm. Food Network. Um, but I didn't know about her until I was researching for here. Hmm. Puckett's grocery.
0: Puckett's. Who who recommended Puckett's?
2: Nothing. I was just searching. Oh. Okay. I was just looking. <laughs> Nobody. I don't know anybody from here. Says. So gotcha. <laughs> who recommended that? Gotcha. I was just looking for stuff. Um. Arnold's Country Kitchen.
0: Yo, that's where you should go. Oh. Okay. 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 And uh, shame on me. I have never been. Uh. You got to go to Arnold's. Then like, how do you know I should go? Because it's. I mean, like it's like legendary. Everybody talks about it. I. So I don't eat out that much. Let me start by saying <laughs> that. I, I. I cook all of my own food. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll go out every now and again. Um, but uh, Arnold's is like, uh, uh, uh I don't, I don't want to say, um, I've never been, let me start by saying that I've never been, but I've heard great things about it from very reliable sources and people are dying to get in there, but it is, it, it, it takes like the meat and three tradition. I don't know if yeah. that's a big thing up North and
2: well, that's p- not, but I heard about it for here. Yeah.
0: And just bec- like it, that, that, that's, that's a tradition that's dying out. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, like, you know, meat and threes. And they, they used to all, like, I mean, Arnold's is, like, privately owned. It's not, like, a big corporation or anything like that. But they used to be uh, community staples that were, like, mom-and-pop shops. And they just got, you know, out-competed by bigger restaurants. But quality Southern food. Okay. Um, biscuit love.
2: Okay. Before you tell me yours. Yeah. I We got in yesterday Morning, And mm-hmm. then we walked through, got a little confused and lost because we didn't understand that the that the gulch, I mm-hmm. guess, was actually like a, a ter- like the dip in the terrain is what is going on there. Uh-huh. So we were like walking around it, like, how do we turn down this road and then realize what we had to do? Went down there and then. There was kind of clusters of bachelorette parties walking around and then we turned a corner.
0: Did you guys not know about that?
2: we no i, I didn't about this when I, oh. it. I didn't know about this um so so we we saw yeah. like these clusters like walking past us the other direction i was like okay fine um and then we turned kind of that corner and there was just a ton of those clusters lined up in front of biscuit love yeah so i was like d- is this the kind of environment i want to eat a biscuit in i don't know
0: no you don't you're you're going to wait in line all day mm-hmm. for an Something okay basic? experience you i mean just from looking at your instagram you could probably ba- bake a better biscuit <laughs> um th- this is the thing like the honky-tonk industrial complex is what we call it i don't know if you guys have ever heard that term before Interesting. <sighs> when I'm, I'm i moved here I, I went to mtsu first which is in Murfreesboro, which is 30 miles up the road At that time, the Black Keys had just moved here from Akron, Ohio, and Alabama Shakes made a record here. And I was really into those bands and those records at that time, so I was just dying to get
2: here. Mm I
0: just just had to be in Nashville. I had to be in East Nashville because that was where all the cool records were being made and whatnot. By the time I got here, the word was out about that. And then they basically, like, they redid Broadway, and they basically turned it into Orlando. For Bachelorettes,
2: oh,
0: and I and I'm not speaking as somebody that grew that grew up here. Like to them, this is gonna hit way harder than home for me because I'm still a transplant. Mm -hmm. But I came here because of an attraction to the music culture outside of country music. That's what like attracted me to this city. Yeah, um, but no, somebody like you know, like we don't pay uh, income tax here. So uh, a lot of businesses will come here and, you know, they are low startup costs and that sort of thing. And what are they are basically like? Well, Nashville is within a day's drive of, you know, Chicago and all these places. So you can get here real quick and you stay for a cheap weekend and they basically have a vacation and just drink all day. Um, oh. Yeah. And that, like, like, it was starting to happen, like, when I moved here, which was in 2018. Because I was in, in, again, I was in Murfreesboro before that. And, like, you know, they, they were coming but they stayed. They stayed on Broadway. That's where they stayed, and the Gulch was like there, but it wasn't. It wasn't like it is now. Um, then eighteen months went by, and I started seeing Bachelorettes at Pearl Diver up the street, <laughs> and I was. And then a, a Starbucks went up and I was like, okay, it's over. It, 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 they, they, they have turned this place into just the Bachelorette playground. And even, cause like, I, I haven't been out like anywhere, but it sounds like you're saying they're mobs. I mean, there were mobs a couple of years ago, but it sounds like it's worse.
2: It, it, I couldn't, I w- I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. I was so, they're <laughs> actual buses mm-hmm. and, and multiple, like, probably every five minutes, mm-hmm. just a, a double-decker bus mm-hmm. bachelor, Bachelorette party of that yeah
1: yeah with, with the pop of 10 to 15 years ago
2: yeah there's only 90s music it's around cool. here is that normal
1: 24 hours it it has a
0: weird effect on the the, the, the music ecosystem too cuz like yeah. th- like th- th- those people are not like music fans R-
2: right and so y- so you're saying that Broadway hasn't always been like that
0: if you if you talk to people that grew up here mm-hmm. like it, it used to be kind of like Uh, a little seedy Uh
2: uh-huh
0: um but what ended like i think what ended up happening was like like that property is all really old down there and i think you know people people probably got in cheap and renovated it and then they started charging six seven eight nine ten dollars for a cocktail and drawing people in by doing partnerships with country artists because like there's luke bryans and there's Dirk bentley and then there's uh
2: Kid Rock's
0: big ass honky tonk. Oh my god! National <laughs> shame. Every fucking time I'm on fucking Stereo Gum, they, they 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 talk about some bullshit that went down. Like like it was like ground zero for COVID because they fucking refused.
2: I heard oh my god! The Rose interview, yeah,
1: a great one by the way. Dude. Uh, yeah, that's where I learned about Kid Rocks. I didn't know it was a thing.
2: I didn't either. Also, the longest title that you can give any bar ever. It's like seven words yeah. long.
0: <laughs> it, it 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 is it is it is. Absolutely ridiculous, absolutely shameful. There was a dude at the insurrection who used to be a bartender over there. Oh. <laughs> sorry for laughing. It is it is a breeding ground for negative press. <laughs>
1: negative uh, yeah, like I and dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't we know. Talk, uh, we should talk about Nashville when I jump back in because I'm I'm interested. In, so I have some questions for you. Yeah, about like music and like just what I- we're gonna
0: let's let's, let's let's talk more about the cooking for a second because we went way <laughs> down the thing. Listen, I I'm not the best resource for eating out. What I will say from from based on recommendations from people that I know and mm-hmm. trust when it comes to food, definitely go to Arnold's. Okay. Go to Arnold's if you want to try like Prin- Prince's is like the OG hot chicken. So definitely if you're looking for a more authentic experience than Hattie B's, you should go there.
2: Okay, yeah, Hattie B's was also on here, but H-
0: Hattie B's is if the, I have time for one, that's where the Bachelorettes are gonna go.
2: I'm, I'm gonna take that right off. <laughs> yeah, Hattie
0: Beez is where the batch of the rats are gonna be. Go because it, it, you know,
1: Prince's looks
2: fucking off my list. Yeah, yeah Prince's looks it, it looks, looks good. like
1: um, authentic and legit. Yeah, and like, I feel like we'll have a good time
0: there. Um, it, you know, it is. I mean, there, 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 might be something of a weight, but you know, it, it, it is. It, it's like I said, it's the OG. It's the black owned one. You know, right? right. It, it's not the one that is meant to be palatable. It is just meant to be like it is what That's it what, is. Yeah. That's what yeah. What we're for, yeah. Um, Puckets uh, is okay. They had one in Murfreesboro.
2: I don't want it. Yeah,
0: Pockets p- is okay. Um, there was something else that you mentioned, not Pegleg. Oh no, we talked about Biscuit House already. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: like, Biscuit House is done. That's oh, gone what now.
1: Was your, what was the other
2: one? Pegleg peg Porker.
0: porker. I've heard good things about it. Never been. I like
2: Butcher Town Hall. Okay. I, I got a
0: buddy that I work with named Matt, who is a barbecue enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves barbecue, and he recommended Butcher Town Hall, which is like it's like Tex Mex, but it's all barbecue. And I was like nervous about taking my parents there because they're picky, but they loved it, and I loved it. I was blown away by it. Oh, that's good. Um, so when 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 did the cooking start for you?
2: Oh gosh, um, th- that kind of question is like it's almost like. Because every you have to eat every day, so it's kind that of is like true. <laughs> <laughs> so. Even when you're a kid, it's kind of like the the love starts to grow, but then it turns into like this monster that you can't control anymore. Yeah. Um. But that I mean, my so my mom is Thai and she's she's my parents got divorced. My mom is Thai. Uh, had three kids, and the reason I'm running this through is because it'll make sense in the end. Okay. But she had to work like three jobs. And so we didn't have a ton of expendable money. So it wasn't like ordering out or anything like that. So she was always, always cooking. Mm. Um, and she's a wonderful cook and, uh, she would just make, you know, t- dinner was dinner, but it turned out that it was Thai food. Um, and so we grew up in a really like a really white neighborhood in New Jersey. Um, and there were very f- there were like two other Asian families. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you start to learn quickly as a kid that like, okay, this is my, my lunch is different um, than like everyone else's. And so you go through these different stages of like hiding it and then like embracing it. And then I'd say about in high school, I kind of was like, you know, Thai food started to become popular Mm -hmm. in America. Mm -hmm. And so then it was like, people started to ask me questions about my food and it became like, you know, I, I love this food I love to make it. I love to eat it, and I love to share it. So that kind of blossomed into this desire to find out more about food, mm-hmm. and then and everybody's food, and then um, you know learn how to make it, cook it, eat it, and it started to become very much a pastry obsession. Uh-huh. After <laughs> when I moved to I moved to New York, um, and when was that? Like two thousand eight or so Mm -hmm. um and then I just started to like really dive into cake decorating and pastry I went to pastry school and um then I just started to I I did like personal chef work and then also was doing a lot of freelance cake decorating and then just Mm -hmm. all bakeries and like learning that craft deeply
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: the obsession is just what it is it's you can't stop and luckily everyone I know eats and I eat every day like I said (laughs) So there's always an opportunity to to practice yeah. and to learn something new. So what
0: about so when did you decide to to start an Instagram for your work?
2: this was it was like five years ago, um, maybe six, five mm-hmm. or six, and I had an Instagram for just a personal one, and then I decided, you know, i I want to share this. I'm not famous, and <laughs> no one wants to hire me to <laughs> to do what I love at the moment besides working in a kitchen for like you know minimum wage um but if i want to share this i'm gonna have to do it on my own so then i just started doing the little short videos on instagram uh posting pictures of my food and other people's food
0: and were you guys together at that point already
2: uh we had just gotten together i think
1: yeah yeah i want to say you started getting a little more into like the branding aspect yeah maybe like after a year yeah
2: i just think it's interesting
0: that both of you seem like you kind of had kind of the same mindset as far as like you know just building an online presence and a personal brand around the stuff that you already liked to do
2: yeah i think that, I think that tracks not to take over but like that's
1: kind of the dream for us is like to build some sort of sustainable thing where we're not necessarily working together like you mm-hmm. know like where our work would interfere with one another but like i'll score all her episodes and stuff and like yeah how you to should how check, to check my out stuff. my youtube
2: channel <laughs> Uh, but you'll, you'll hear it. And like, there's a lot of, um, like I'll have favorites that he's scored and I'm, I'll just reference them and be like, do like kind of like that one, but a little like darker or, you know, a little more high paced than that other video. Um, and yeah, we definitely bounce ideas off of each other a lot. And although he can't really <laughs> use my food in his, <laughs> in his music, I can use his music in my food. Okay. But low key, <laughs> why can't
0: he though? I'm not saying that he should. Like you, you now you, you guys can do works for you, but why can't he? I don't know. And the <laughs> True. reason the, 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 the reason that I'm like, that I'm asking that question, like he said something earlier, because when when you're working with, I know Cheddar is in the name, but oh, like little, little. little Cheddar, yeah. So you y- you're it, it seems like the mindset behind the content is kind of like. You're 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 trying to get a specific reaction out of folks, be- like you're 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 beginning with the end in mind, right? There's another mindset of content creation is where you like do what I'm just doing, just running my mouth. We're just having a conversation, and then you just put pieces of it out, and then just see what sticks and see what doesn't. Right, right, right. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. low key, like, and this, this is another disadvantage of cable. Like, cable is like just so curated. You know what you're gonna get. People like seeing regular everyday shit on the internet. Oh.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: see what I'm saying? But that's just my personal opinion, though. I, there, there very well could be a way that you guys could, you know, do the thing. But that's just like that's just me talking and me thinking.
2: No, that's like wh- how good ideas are born, asking why not.
0: I know that you're dying to talk about Nashville, but I do want to ask about this just because you mentioned like reco- like growing up in a mostly white neighborhood um, and realizing uh, that what you were eating was different and uh, realizing that I guess you were also different, quote unquote. And I know that like uh, around this time last year, not quite, but right around the corner were the George Floyd uprisings and... Um, you know, we were talking about white supremacy and violence in relation to black folks, but now we're having a conversation, obviously, about, um, uh, the, the, the rise in violence and hate crimes against Asian Americans and whatnot. Um, and there is a perception, um, like this whole minority, uh, model minority myth, I'm sure that, like, you've heard people talk about that in the past before, whereas we're, 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 Asian Americans, which are a diverse group of people, but like, you know, Americans collectively tend to just pigeonhole that to mean Chinese people in, in, in particular. Yeah. Um, kind of use uh, uh, Asian Americans as a way to say, look, this is proof that racism isn't real because they do well. So what the fuck is everybody else's problem? But now this is the first time, at least in my lifetime, that I'm aware that we're having a conversation where, like, ah, 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 see, that's that bullshit. <laughs> Um, have yeah. you given much thought about that? Like, do you have thoughts about that?
2: Uh, I mean, I mean of course, me to put you on the spot, <laughs> but. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, but 100% there's it's it's almost like where to where do where does one begin? Like how do you even start? It's such a huge topic and it's such it's an important one. Um, and in regard specifically to the Asian community, mm-hmm. it is so diverse and it's uh, like uh, Indian Americans to uh, Filipino Americans and everything in between. Um, there's this for, for East Asian culture, and this is also like a broad overstatement, you know, a lot can be said, but from at least from how I grew up and, uh, like from a Thai culture perspective, it's very, it's very quiet and like, you don't, you don't speak out too much. You, you kind of, if you have a problem, you kind of like hold back and you just like find the nice way around it. And that can be, you know, that's also born out of like um, patriarchal like uh, desires from from women and how women are looked at and how I saw my mother behave as as like pretty much the the primary parental figure. Um, so there, there's a lot of like, you know, don't don't cause trouble. And then now you're seeing so much violence against. Uh, Asians in different parts of the country because of <laughs> mistruths and like false information. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's truths that are in there mm-hmm. and it's not like we've spent this whole year not experiencing loss. Like every single part of the country has experienced loss and pain and trauma. And it's this, there isn't a, there's a desire to find someone to blame. Mm-hmm. And so many people have turned their blaming eye upon the Asian community. Mm -hmm. And then you have those groups of people that somehow think they're doing the right thing to turn their blame into like a physical thing. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's so many steps that get to that point Mm -hmm. that you can say like, what am I doing? I need to stop as like a person who's like, you know, being violent. Um, at what point did you didn't that those people not stop and think that like, you know, I'm out of line. I'm, I'm being too much here. I'm, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, and I, I really don't know where that feeling is born out of, but, uh, it's, it, it's fucking crazy.
0: We're- were you at all surprised? Because um, I mean, even before the shootings in Atlanta, like we we had been talking about this because there was a very measurable rise in in, in, in the hate crime.
2: It's been happening mentioned. all year. It's been happening for right. more than twelve months. And yeah, like this happened last week. Was it just last week, or was it just a few days ago? It was just a few days. Just ago. a few days. It feels mm-hmm. like forever already. Um, and so there there are a lot of people that are like, Oh my gosh, how are you? How are you feeling? Like this just happened. I'm like, This has been happening. Mm-hmm. This isn't. We haven't. Some sometimes we don't want to listen to these things because yeah, we have like I said a lot of trauma going on, mm-hmm. so much to worry about already.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's been happening this whole time. People have been, uh, just like they've been hurting people in like Chinatowns. They've been doing graffiti. They've been like just defacing property, all kinds of things, uh, muggings, and I'm glad that now you know the government, and you know social media is here to kind of put a, a spotlight on it, mm-hmm. and if that's What social media can do sometimes like you know that's that's a good thing um but yeah it's it's frustrating that it's like oh my gosh now something's happening no it's been it's been a problem um but it's also like okay now we can focus on there's a lot of really great charities there's a lot of like really great people that are trying to help stop it and you know make it make it known that this is something that's a problem. Sorry, I don't know if I answered your question. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> it, 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 it was just more so a matter of perspective. Like, you know, like, uh, not a, a right or wrong answer to these things. Yeah. It's just kind of just like we're very very used to, to, to talking about um, the issue of race in terms of black and white because like that 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 that's like the, the longest lasting and the in the most uh, stringent division in the United States, but like it, it, it does God, like people low key forget that there are other people. Yeah, and what's interesting is like uh, what th- th- what 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 happened in Atlanta reminded me a lot of like Charleston, the Charleston shooting. Um, uh, so like the, obviously in Charleston that was that that was violence against black folks, and then there's this 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 shooting in uh, Atlanta where it was obviously conducted against asian americans and then everybody forgets about it. there was a, a walmart shooting in el paso um where a white dude who also was 21 all the, all three of these guys are 21 21 year old white dudes um who specifically enacted violence against uh a, a, a bunch of uh latin americans um who he, he, i guess he presumed were immigrants but i'm sure a lot of them were citizens yeah um i don't know I I, I I I I hate that this has to happen over and over again, and it's always, yeah. you know, it it, it uh, a lot of the time it feels difficult to have a productive conversation about it. Um, do you ever think about how how how, how do you stop people from getting to that point? Because even even before COVID, like Donald Trump was always talking China, 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 yeah. China and then so the the, the there, groundwork had already been laid, mm-hmm. and then something that was outside of all of our control. Right. Added uh, more fuel to it. Um, but when you start planting seeds like that, a percentage of people, just like you said, in their twisted mind, they think they're doing the right thing and then they take action. Yeah. And then innocent people get hurt. Um, I wish that uh, we could talk about it in a way that, that, that was like because you, you, you do have to combat white supremacist ideas and white supremacist thinking. There doesn't seem to be much interest in asking the question, well, why, why, why is this a philosophy that is so attractive to so many people in some respect? And my thing has always kind of just been, people need stories. And unfortunately, especially for white, mainly, but not exclusively, men, um, when they don't get their way and they want somebody to blame, yeah, it's very, very easy to point at everybody else that that, that, that doesn't look like. Them. And
2: there's like a, a a person. There's like somebody that fits every blame, you know. Like yeah, there's there's always a finger to point. So, yeah.
0: um, and, and, and this is just me just talking, but the thing, but the thing with stories and the thing with narratives is like. You don't pull somebody out of it or stop somebody from going down that rabbit hole by saying, this story is bad. You have to give them something else to believe in.
2: That's yeah. Kind of the
0: thing. like it, it, It's very much a one-to-one relationship. If somebody, for whatever reason, if, if, if they feel like they have no place in the society, if they feel like their life sucks, they are going to look for something to explain it. Um, people like Donald Trump or Ted Cruz are very, very good at honing in on something and saying that's your problem over there but on the other side like those of us that are like progressive or like on like the left the actual left not like you know the the, the fox news version of the left um do not do a very good job at storytelling like Mm. I don't I don't, I don't care what you look like. You are not wrong to think that, like, rent is too expensive, that you're not getting paid enough, that you can't see a doctor unless you have, like, uh, an employer that, you know, like, all those things are true. Yeah. <laughs> but what right-wing Americans do is they say, it's the immigrants' fault, it's the women's fault, it's the black people's fault. Nobody ever says, hey, dude, it's your fucking boss, and it's your fucking landlord. Nobody ever says that.
1: Like, and, and to, to me,
0: like, like, yeah, like, I I feel like that would move us in a more productive direction. There has to be a counter narrative, but the counter narrative can't just be white supremacy bad. Like white supremacy bad, yes, but wh- what what are you going to give people in return? And I'm not saying you're going to pull all those people at the Capitol like out of it. I think for a lot of those people, it's too late. But there are a bunch of people who are in the middle who feel like they don't have any hope for a future. Um. And they are looking for something, and they are going to go somewhere. Yeah. That, that That's the part that I'm missing. But anyway.
2: Yeah, there's, I guess, this, all those things. And then this feeling that, you know, what's, what feels like it can't be changed is the, the lawmakers and their opinions and how they go about making, you know, the lawmaking process. And mm-hmm. those are all protected, and they take a really long time to change. And so the the landlord's protected the boss is protected like they're in under the the eye of the law what they're doing is correct and like they did it right and now so there there's like this feeling of now what and i agree like that's where they turn to the now what what's in my control Mm -hmm. this doing this breaking this hurting this yeah yeah
0: yeah i really like this this is this is very very clever
2: (laughs) Like, Thank he, you. do
0: you just spell your Instagram name and and, and uh, YouTube channel? <laughs> uh, <yeah.
2: laughs> so it's Tiny Bites, um, and it's all food stuff. It is my my love, um, but Tiny Bites is spelled T H A I, Thai, like a person from Thailand, um, and then N Y, really just because. Tiny, but also because I'm in New York. Okay, so that
0: was my (laughs) next question. I was like, okay, was that intentional or is it luck? It was,
2: it was, and it just it was it was luck and it was intentional. Um, so yeah, and then bites, B I T E S, tiny bites. Oh yeah, I'm sure tons of people see it and they're like, what tiny tiny bites? What is that? You're wrong. It's tiny bites.
0: (laughs) I have one more question. There's a lot of egg in Thai cooking. It seems like.
2: (sighs) Eggs. My favorite food.
0: Sure, they're very good for you. I might make sure that I get That's a my, my egg based protein. Yeah. <laughs> is there any particular reason for that or is it just kinda like you know, eggs are around are they're a good source of protein?
2: I think I, <laughs> it happens to taste really good. Um, but I think like many many, especially like very cultural cuisines, it's what's around. So like yeah. what's what's around in Thai food is white rice and vegetables, seafood, uh, and eggs. Love mm-hmm. eggs. One of the famous Thai dessert, mm. you know, in, in like Western pastry and like most pastry was recorded, documented and perfected by the French. Mm. Um, it's very like butter, flour, bait, put it in an oven. Like it has to go into like a, a enclosed hot space. Mm. Um, but in Asia and I think a lot of hot countries just simply because of the temperature, there isn't that there's not ovens. Um, and there isn't like that kind of cooking because it's so hot, um, so there isn't baked dessert like that in Thailand. I'm sure there is now mm-hmm. um, for sure. But the most popular dessert is sticky coconut rice mm. and mango. So it's like, so it, it's so good. It's so good. Um, especially if you like coconut. But it's like rice is dessert. Rice is with every meal. Rice all the time. And it's, it's so good. But it's what's around. So you make, you make it work and it becomes like the delicacy.
0: Oh, cool. I um, can't wait to follow more. Of your content, and maybe I'll try some of my own recipes, oh, like yeah. basically like, inspired by your stuff.
2: And I do a lot of just—it's not just Thai food, although I'm a sucker for most, uh, like Asian restaurants. I'll be like, "Oh, let's just go there," um, but there's a lot of like everything.
0: And there's also a YouTube show, yes, yes. And how how long have you been doing that? How many episodes are we at?
2: Um, I start <laughs> I started so the channel is anything from like really short recipes to like longer form how to's with baking mm-hmm. and then i started the show if you could eat anywhere uh and we did four episodes and that was the fi- the fourth episode it dropped on youtube february 2020 so just before the pandemic happened and then season two got pushed back <laughs> got <you>. okay <laughs> so cool. it's still pushed back
0: uh all right carmine i know you have some natural <laughs> cool questions yeah, let's rap,
1: let's rap get up. back in just here
0: that was that was that was fantastic. Thank you so much. No,
2: thank you. Thanks for, you know, talking to me. <laughs> Took over your pee break. Oh, that's my phone. Can you give it to me? Oh, this. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder
0: what would happen if Black Magic like if they did like that same thing, but maybe if there was a version that didn't have the monitor built in and you could save a little cash on it.
1: Mm. I was like why they don't make I think they actually have that though. Like it's more like a little box. You might you might be right about that. I don't know that it's more. I don't know that it's as affordable though. It might nah. just be like. A, yeah. I'm not sure that though. I mean, it's not like it's super cheap, but at the price point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, yeah. Sometimes the monitor gets annoying, and then uh, I'll. We were just talking about it the other day. I was like, I want to get an external monitor, but mm-hmm. then sometimes you get a cheap one it's like then you're walking around with this rig that's like hmm. i can't really bring this on the plane you know what i mean like i i can but like it i don't know it gets weird Uh-oh. yeah that looks like it would get weird i could only I right like i was I really nervous understand. they were gonna think the battery grip was like uh something uh, yeah, <laughs> ammunition uh, oh, or something yeah, t- and i'm t- like tsa would not like that. yeah i don't know not like that I a gimbal, like, um, I don't know, the yeah yeah Yeah, dude,
0: like, camera shit just looks violent sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It's, like, all,
2: like, black metal smooth and, like... Yeah. And it's, like,
1: yeah. So. it's, like, a digital mace. <laughs> so did you have a question that was, like, batch the Bachelorette-specific, or...? No, just some things I noticed. And then you guys, uh, went, you guys went to, like, a heavier place, so I think, like, you know, I, I would love to get back to music stuff if oh you yeah. want to, but, like, we could also dive into that stuff. I just think that a lot of times being so insulated in New York... With so many people of all different walks of life around us, it's easy to forget, like, how different things are in different areas. Mm -hmm. But there's just a lot that I noticed in 24 hours of being here that jumped out at me. Like, and a lot of that is, like, the flocking of, you know, I'm not someone... I don't even want to get, like, too racial about things, like, on the podcast itself, but... Just just a lot of uh, it was just large groups of like whites, a lot of like women. Um, and I'm a white person, so I'm not sitting here like trying to shit on them. But it was just funny to see that like in like nonstop, like for hours and hours and hours all day. yesterday. It's,
0: it's going to be it's, it's hard to see that many white people in New York. I've never been, but I would imagine that you just I,
1: I'm not that like. Yeah, it's not. It was definitely unfamiliar, you know? And like listen, I'll go see my my I got family in Florida. Uh where I grew up was also like predominantly a white neighborhood. There were different people around, but it wasn't like this, uh, you know, it was very suburban New Jersey as well. That's where why we connected. Um But so it's not like it's not like, oh my god, it's crazy to me. Like I get it. I get like, you know, what what is the rest of the country is like or what a lot of the country is like, but it was I just didn't expect it. I, I guess like when I got here and then and then they were like in uniforms and it was like and then the bachelorette party thing, and then you would see. And I heard you guys talk about this on uh, on a podcast, like the country bro thing going on. And I'm just, I that was the last thing I was thinking about, like coming here, you know.
0: I mean, it, dude, cause I'm from Atlanta, the Atlanta
1: area. Oh, is that where you grew up? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha.
0: Um, and Na- Nashville's different, but it's still like Nashville ain't the South, South, but it's like kind mm. of southern. Nashville kind of like a mashup of the South and the Midwest.
1: Okay, that's what. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought ahead of time. because I, I was like, is it South enough to like be considered the like, South? I,
0: I, like we're like one country technically, mm-hmm. but like compared to New York, when you, when you when you when you when you come down South, like you're you're in a different country. Yeah, like, it's not not actual like not not practically. Yeah, but. Functionally, yes, yeah, absolutely. It's like even something like like you can walk places in New York. Yeah, you can actually walk places. Southern cities hate walking. Mm.
1: Um, yeah, it's very set up for cars. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it just and which which and we'll do it. We'll be like, fuck it. We'll walk on that weird road that's like a highway and whatever. But dude,
0: cities that are not walkable and also have shit public transit, as mm. most southern cities do, just that is an entire different avenue of suppression like 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 like
1: oppression of people
0: people don't think of it in that sense right well, you right, may right. already thought about it in that sense well the
1: what i what it made me think of was and i've once again heard you talk about certain things like this on on other episodes so i was a little familiar with these ideas then to see it and be a part of it was like oh i i don't want to i would never want to say something disrespectful about the city itself you know i mm-hmm. think it, it is beautiful i know people love it but I I got that feeling of like shit does feel a little segregated like mm-hmm. shit like and not literally not like there's laws in place and and like you know people being refrained from doing things but I just d- didn't expect that I wasn't thinking of that you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, and then to see it actually was just kind of like oh okay like that's that's different I feel like I don't see like many diverse groups together and in New York mm-hmm. I feel like it's just it's just such a melting pot of all the groups of people, like, you know, it's just different. But here I will also say that I noticed, like, a different diversity. I guess that's not going to work. <laughs> a different diversity in, like, age, you know? Like, when we went to a bar last night, I felt like I saw, like, 50-year-olds hanging around with, like, young 20-year-olds, and I'm like, Where'd you go? Uh, Allie, Allie Taps. Allie Taps, there's a pretty good band playing. Um... Oh, yeah. This, uh, the band that followed up started playing, like, James Taylor, and it was, like, 9.30, mm-hmm. and everyone's, like, drink. It, dude, the place was packed. I was, like, I would I would pay money to have access to a room like this to play. Mm-hmm. That's another thing we can go hours on. It's, like, the New York music scene versus, like... Yeah, <sighs> Before the pandemic, man, it was, like, it's kind of sad. It's, like, I basically will give the analogy or the example of, like, if every room where there's live music happening here you just separated where the stage is and put a door and then charged people to get into that room to listen to music and then the bars on the other side, that's what it's like. So imagine how many people that that cuts out from taking that live music experience and then in the front of house there will be a DJ or a playlist playing and that's generally what most people will choose because it's easier, they want to talk with their friends, they don't want to go see the band. And going to see the band is like this to-do of like, we're going to go stand and see the band. Yeah. It sucks, man. And I moved to, like, what you said, you came here and you're like, oh, the word's out already. It's, uh, you know, it's I like it maybe it felt late or something. Like, that's how I felt about getting to New York.
0: I definitely missed the, the growth period. At yeah. Le- at least for the kind of music that, like, at the time I thought I wanted to make, I definitely missed the growth period. For that. Yeah. Um, I, I came in perfect time for the, the growth and the Bachelorette. <laughs> the that, you know, Do you really like bachelorette parties, <laughs> dude? I used to work at Bar Taco,
1: which oh, okay. they
0: have one on Long Island somewhere.
1: Interesting. Port okay. Port Ch- Is that up north? Yeah. Oh, they, that's they on kind of Long Island. one okay. up
0: there. Um, but there's one on 12 South that's a bachelorette favorite and whatever. And I, I, I worked there for about a year, and I would serve some of those people. And I, like, I remember one of the worst days. I'm going to plug my own music for a second. So, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> do it, do it, do um, it. <laughs> One of the worst days that I ever had at that job, I had a large bachelorette party. There were probably, like, I don't know, 18 women. Oh and um uh, <laughs> I don't this is the only restaurant I've ever worked in, like actually worked in. I worked at Waffle House for a week. That did not last that long. Mm. Um, but what I've heard from other people that work in the service industry is that most restaurants um you're able to like open up multiple tickets or whatever. yeah, but at bartaco like our the the, the the system would be you had to ring in everything under one table. And then, if they all want to pay separately,
1: oh no. You have to split the fucking ticket up. I've heard about this, yeah. Ten and I was like, I was like 24,
0: 25. And I, I've never been a super organized person. I've, I'm getting more organized now, but that's a recent development. Yeah. Um. And they're like these eight, eighteen women, and they like collectively they've spent like four hundred dollars, and they all want to
1: pay separately. And it should be a good day for you because that's business.
0: It turned out to be one of the worst days of my life. Oh, no. I had to split that fucking ticket, and I had I I I, I had all of this paper. I didn't know what it was. They all got their shit. I didn't order that. Wait, this shouldn't be that much. This, that, and the other. I was I was in over my head. I was fucked. I was actually. I know fucked. this
1: feeling, man. I know this feeling. Especially in restaurants. Yeah. I wanted to quit. Like I, I I literally thought about just not coming back. Cause in that moment, you're like, it might be a simpler option in my life to just walk out the door right now. That yeah. might <laughs> that might have less negative impact on me than figuring my way through this situation, yeah. I've had those moments, dude. And, and, I
0: mean, yeah, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't that bad, yeah. Funny thing was, though, uh, I I had not really had a lot of time to make music back then. And uh, the night that I came home, I just opened up Logic Pro and I like made a little drum beat. And then that song became Flying Home from Bali, which is my re- I, most recent, release. yes,
1: I know that one, I um, like that one. That's awesome, yeah. though. That's so, do you think it was like Pushed you to a point to just create, like you needed to. I think I of like myself,
0: cathartic moment, yeah. which is weird because the song has nothing to do with that, right? But, um, th- I, I, I had a real shit day, yep, and I was like, I gotta do something, and I got lucky that
1: day. Oh, yeah, when I used to work at a restaurant, um, I worked at like this bar and grill in New Jersey, it's like the kind of place where like a habit day drinkers just go as soon as it opens, and then just like stumble out at night and then they come back every day sort of thing. But I was just like a 16-year-old stoner, so it was like, you know, I was just there like working and like not paying attention. But I have all these old uh menus, like specials menus where I would like write my lyrics on the back because I just, you know, it's almost like sometimes you have to put yourself in those situations to like realize like how much everything kind of sucks to be like, to like, get it out. You know what I mean? But we don't, I don't think it's natural for us to be like, let's put myself in a bad situation today. You know, like we're kind of all trying to avoid those.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. an interesting thing about COVID too, because it's kind of like hard to, it's hard to write if nothing is happening to you.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, this is a big thing I've been focusing on along with the other stuff we talked about before. A big thing, like it's uh, the best part about, writing and expressing yourself is going through real life experience mm-hmm. um, things happening to you not you like fabricating things or making stuff up or putting yourself in situations and I don't think anybody's really compelled to write about what's been happening now because we're all collectively going through it mm-hmm. so it's like what am I oh let me enlighten you on what it's like to be home for two weeks. (laughs) Like it's not, I
2: already know. Yeah. It's
1: not, it's not cool anymore. It's not fun anymore. It's uh, even like comedy content about it is kind of gross at this point. It's all just kind of like, uh, like we want nothing to do with that. We all know that that happened. So, but at the same time, I think I like what I started to do. And this is where the walking really helped is like, I would make sure that I would walk, and get to places that way make sure whoever i'm hanging out with it was all good whatever we weren't like breaking rules and shit but like uh i just made sure like if i was going to the studio or whatever like those experiences once again you can't really write you don't really want to write music about recording music for people Mm -hmm. that's not fun (laughs) like people but you know like it's so and then the second we come here we go out to like a, a couple places which i haven't done in like a year and it's funny how it how long and not long it takes you to adjust to being around people again. Oh yeah. Like it's it's on one hand it's weird and like the the nerves start to pop up cuz like I I'm not a huge bar guy anyway. I'm not like, yeah, let's go get fucked up whatever. Like I've never really loved that even though I will occasionally. But then there's the whole other aspect of like, you know, we just not being allowed to do it and how that makes you go like, i fucking miss that. I miss just being around humans like and observing and stuff so that was interesting what's crazy about that and th- i'm still a big believer in the
0: internet and i think it's here to stay but we we definitely took being human for granted before COVID. oh yeah um and we took for granted how much we we, we need each other i know it sounds fucking cheesy but
1: life is cheesy sometimes
0: I, when you realize when you, when you when you stop seeing people and then you do it again and you fi- you you have to figure out how to actually be around people again. Yeah, it's weird. It's real. It's it's it, it's real strange, and it's so odd that it like that, that we're all kind of like starting to slowly venture back out into the world. I know that you're vaccinated. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out to you. Yeah. Um, oh, that's that's a whole another thing. Like yeah. Maybe we'll do like a Zoom call sometime and talk about yeah. that.
1: But um, well, we'll just book another trip. We'll come back. Or, dude, that would be
0: fantastic. Or maybe I'll come to
1: New York. Oh, dude, know. you got you yeah, have. I've never been to New York. Listen, you got places. Uh, you got places. I'm sure you got other friends in New York. But I do. As a matter of fact, it's crazy. It hit me up. It hit me up. I would uh, consider all of us. We got a studio for you to come cool. through. You got my place where I have gear and stuff. It would be great. Um, but
0: like, we're we're living in a time to where it's like we 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 can't talk. It, we, like it it is it's, it's obvious how much we need each other, and yes. yet in a strange sense we still can't talk to each other. And it's odd that those things are happening at the same time. Yeah, it's it, it's it's so weird because there there is there is s- like the the world that we're living in is so chaotic and so ugly. Yeah, but at the same time we don't even necessarily know how we found each other, but some kind of way you found me and send me a DM. And then now you're literally all the way from New York and here the fuck we are hitting it up. Yeah. That's the fucking times that we're living in.
1: I agree. And I think that I think this could win out. I think this happens more than it doesn't in the sense of like, I don't think everybody's trying to be all separate and, and weird. I just think that like the combination of shit over the last few years, mainly this past year, And this is something else that you talked about in your show, and I think this would be a good way. We could tie it into music and stuff, but a good way to take this out is, like, this... We're living in multiple realities. And that's what the album that I made is about. It's about this idea of, like... Like, you know, it's called, like, I am a human, right? And it was, like... And trust me, I would have loved to do this when the album dropped and made it, like, real press, you know? But instead, it's, like, a year later. But that was, like, the way I was feeling. I was sick of everybody telling me like what I should think, whether good or bad. I was sick of like the old media, like saying what to be afraid of. I was sick of other people telling me, Oh, well, this isn't real. That's not real. Like it could, because everybody's doubled down, tripled down in like their, their echo chamber of information. And that's what they know to be the truth. So then what happens is when people get together, it's not even a conversation of like, Oh, why don't, you tell me a little bit about how you feel and about this situation, and then I'll just put it against what I think, and we'll make some sort of melting pot of ideas. And we'll both at the end of the day say, well, neither of us are fully right or wrong, but this is what we're, that's how you move forward on ideas, right? And it's so important for people who are told that there's a problem between them or there's some sort of division to do that more than people who are are already on the same page. It's more important for that to happen. And this combination of shit has caused that to not even, that process to not even get started and not even blossom into a learning experience. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not that big of a problem to just sit and learn with people. It's actually, I think for human beings, learning is probably the most enticing, fun thing to do. We just love to beat up school and we love to, like, point out the flaws in all these things, and I get it, trust me, but why do we like YouTube? Like, why are we doing that kind of thing? Why are we, why do I like your podcast? Because when I listen to a person come on here that I don't know, and I don't know the city, I don't really know you, I get to learn from it. And I get to be like, oh, okay, I th- oh, he made that joke. I think he's a little like that. Oh, they're talking about this thing. I think that they mean this, whatever. So I think we're all, like, addicted to learning. We try to suppress that for some reason because it's just not cool or Whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't even know where I began this last rant, but I just think that that's like, I think that it could happen more often than not. So I decided, as mainly with this trip, and like, you know, props to you. Like once again, really thank you for just being like, yeah, let's do this. Um, I was just like, fuck it. This is how I'm gonna live my life from now on. I don't care if it's fifty million people, five thousand people, whatever. Like I want, I wanted a new friend. And from what I like in in this city, and from what I got from like the content and stuff, I was like, maybe that guy could be my friend. Like, I'll try. You know, yeah. you have to try a little bit. You know, and but it's so cool that like you could just do that on Instagram and shit. So for all the shit that we did talk about the bad, it's like, yeah, it's I, beautiful. I know, like, I don't know if you ever watch my Instagram
0: stories, but like I do. Yeah, I'll those. check out your stories. Yeah, like, I, I'm I'm I am not. A, a, a cynical and hopeless person. I, 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 I acknowledge that there is darkness in the world, and I, th- that wasn't necessarily something that I thought much about or engaged with before COVID, but like, mm. this has been some wild shit. Yeah, it, it, it really has been. And I, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you I mean, I, I never really conceptualized how quickly things can change forever. Right In a heartbeat, I never really thought about the fact that I was like, hey, dude, you're not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And I think that life is too short to sit around and bullshit the the, the, the gravity of the times, better or for worse, that we're living in right now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm like you in the sense where it's like, this is how I want to live my life.
1: Um, it's hard, too. It's hard to make that decision. Like, I'm the kind of person, I don't know about you, but even if it's a small trip, if this was before COVID, like, I'm very, like... Oh all right, like I'm going to leave my I'm going to leave my home, like I it's staying home and doing that kind of thing even though I was hustling and I was out in New York and was barely home before the pandemic. I love having my domain and being like this is home base. Like I love that security. I really like that. So get, even just get on the on the plane coming here, it was like all right, like we're stepping away from the nest for a few days and like I hope everything's okay. Then you land and you're like, all right, let's explore. Let's have fun. Cuz you need both.
0: Yeah. To engage and learn be curious and enjoy because like I said you're not gonna be able to do that forever but at the same time the world is chaotic and you got to have a place to be able to go back to it yes and you need both
1: yes yeah, you gotta you have to have security and safety like it's it's really important I'm not good at just being free-spirited and like whatever happens happens So no, I'm very cautious about a lot of stuff you know there's one more thing that I want to get into because we started to talk about it and we didn't get to talk about it
0: I, I, I do want to clear up a big misconception on streaming because mm. uh, the, a lot of musicians like to you know, cry, cry sour grapes. Oh, I don't make enough money right, right. No streaming and whatnot. So there's you and me who are just getting started,
1: mm-hmm.
0: obviously. Like so, so we're one thing. But like, let, let let's take two flavors of musicians who are established in the, s- the the streaming realm. There are those who are signed, and there are those who are independent. The ones that are signed are the ones complaining about not making any money, right? because on a good day your record label is taking 80% yeah of your streaming revenue on an average day they're taking more like 96% of it because yeah. royalty rates be low right and you don't even start making money until you've paid back your advance of fans. course yes so th- it, it's not in that respect it's so not spotify that's taking loan. money out of your pocket yeah. your label is taking money out of your pocket right the the only the, the exception that i will make is like um a band that I enjoy—I don't know if you've heard of them at all. Uh, they're called. Uh, let's we'll, we'll, we'll use Jack Stauber again for example. Okay. Um, yeah, I heard, heard of him <laughs> today. Um, uh, like the, the the monthly the monthly listeners metric is flawed, so we won't use that. But we'll use uh, his his followers. He had like eight hundred thousand. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, all of them, all of them do not listen to his music every day. Let's 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 say let's say. That ten that that, that, that one hundred thousand of those people listen to his music every day, twice a day, that, or listen to two songs a day, mm-hmm. right? And we're uh, the, the streaming model on Spotify is a little weird because like not all streams are counted equally. But let's just just take some 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 hard numbers here, right? If he gets one hundred thousand people listening to his music two times a day. Just, just two just, just one song each. Right. It's two hundred thousand streams a day, which I know is a lot, but I'm just saying that this is doable. Because this is not this is not a person who signed. Right. He made eight hundred dollars that day.
1: Okay. Okay. Eight hundred dollars. So is there a lot of bad information about the cause I know it's easy to be like it's like a tenth of a penny per stream or mm-hmm. whatever. Is that is there do you think there's just a lot of bad information about what the actual money amounts to for streaming, or is it, it? Are they taking into account the whole pie, where it's like there's all those people on the labels you're talking about getting screwed in that, and then that drives the average price of a stream down? But really, that doesn't affect it, st- 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 streaming royalty rates. Always going to be low, right? I, that, right, that, right. That's the issue. The the my my the but before COVID,
0: the, the the narrative was the only way we make money is touring, right? Which is true. Because most of those artists who say that are tied to record labels. Right. Like, you're, you're, you're the, the the record label gets most of the money from the records that you sell. That right. is, and that, that was the case during CDs. Right, right, right. That, of that, course. That, 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 that was always the case. But a CD sold for 20 bucks. hmm Right. Uh, a stream isn't even a penny. Right. So, yeah, the revenue stream is fucked up, but the money is still there. Mm-hmm. It's just... You're 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 getting the same s- the, the same piece of a smaller pie I- I- is the issue. So it's not the royalty rates are not the problem, at least in my perspective. The, the royalty rates are not the problem. Th- they, they're only a problem if you were somebody who was determined to play the label game. Right now. You know, you you're like d- depending on what you make, you like you 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 might hit a ceiling, but like you, you would, would like there's a guy named Steve Benjamins, mm-hmm. um, and he is like he he makes music, it's kind of like I don't know ad- adult contemporary, but he has a YouTube channel and he is tracking his journey. Like he made a video, I think back in like 2019, about how he makes four hundred dollars a month fr- from his music, and then he'll always give the the, the disclaimer. Um, that's not enough to support a full-time artist, but that's not what I'm trying to be. Then he made one in like July of 2020. Right. He was making $800 a month from his music. Right. You know, so we'll see where he is three years from now. Right,
1: right, 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 right. I, so I've always, when I moved to New York, it was like, it was like, I'm going to go do this. And I like had this feeling of what needs to happen now is you need to have a job and need to do that right which once again always probably been the case you always need capital to like put into whatever it is you're doing but i think that the mission then becomes how do i shift that day job into anything for me right now it's like studio production composing whatever happens at the studio Mm -hmm. um and that i'd rather do that because i get to practice i get to get better at my craft meet more people um and it's just fun right it's a it's a fun thing for my life that I feel much happier doing um, and video stuff as well. And then that translates into like, Oh now I know how to make content so I could help market myself and other people better. And then eventually it'll probably be something else. Like whatever's pulling in the money. So like you've said before, any extra money from the music itself would be incredible. And I think what winds up happening is like what we've seen is like, it turns the music making Into less of a focus on the quality, but also like that's not necessarily a terrible thing because I love a good analog recording and I love quality and all this stuff, and I do like I work with it all the time, but at the same time, it's really cool to be able to get like my album done at home and be like, all right, like I think that I did as good of a job as I can do, I think it's listenable, Um, I think it's great, and it gets to this point where it feels more real. There was less of like an in-between time of like, it's more of the idea that was in my head Mm -hmm. than not. Like when it, when all is said and done and I've done things before when they go through all the different processes and by the end, it's not not the thing that you, it's not that feeling that you were, that made you want to sit down and do it in the first place. But yeah, I think you're going to need something. You're going to need your little cash cow to like pour capital into whatever you want your passion or your dream to be. And I mean, I'm really into the YouTube thing. I want to start making content like consistently, the long form thing. It's so daunting and scary because it's so easy to feel like it's so saturated. And why am I going to start now? But it's we're we're still in but baby we're years, still, right? We really are.
0: This is I I mean, I because I'm I'm kind of the same way because like low key. Do some some people will answer this question with yes, but do you really want to leave your nine to five? In terms of having to depend on making music to survive, some people would say yes, but for a lot of people, I think that what you thought was going to be a labor of love then becomes a curse mm. because you, it, you know, it, it's not something that you're doing for the sake of, of doing it. I mean, it, it is, but like when you start attaching all of your resources to it and this is the way that you survive. Yeah, you you kind of change your relationship with it. I'm not saying like don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I I I I, I don't want to like work a traditional job anymore. But this is kind of the way that I think about it. Right. Like you were saying, you need capital to get into it. Yeah. From making a record, I have capped my production expenses. Right. Like, I, 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 I I can it, it can be self stay. I I I don't mix and master everything myself. Right. That is about a two hundred dollar process. Yeah. But yeah, record like my first two singles, like I did it like the old fashioned way yeah and it was like two hundred dollars every time, oh yeah um flying home from Bali cost me two hundred dollars from recording to distribution, yeah, my first guitar, two hundred dollars from recording to distribution uh that was it that that that's all and and then everything else is either gonna go into ads or it's gonna go to submit hub right, um, I have cameras. Uh, I, I like, like I, I, you know, obviously, I've accumulated this shit over time, right, right, right. But
1: you know, I'm not gonna go out and spend a whole bunch of money making anything anymore. Um, no, of course. I mean, I this is hypocritical of me because I receive, you know, or at least hope to receive money for uh, being in a studio and helping people record their music, right? Mm-hmm. But my album, zero dollars. Like, uh, maybe I could have promoted it more, mm-hmm. but like now, I guess technically speaking all the things that I used on it were purchased at some point in my life. But for the most part, like, and then I had it mastered, um, at the studio, but we were remote at the time because of COVID. So I just sent him everything and he mastered it. He did a great job. So I ran these digital at home recordings through analog mastering gear to give it some of that tube life and stuff. And just a little more of that pump. But I weaseled my way into a situation where he, he would hook me up with that because I work at the studio. <laughs> so it's like, that's what I mean is like, how can you, if you do that, I think anybody, if anybody can find their way in, I know, trust me, I got turned down by so many different gigs and jobs and in my way trying to get here. So like, and I, and I know like like technically speaking, we're still young. So it's not like when I look back at my life, but Um, so it was not easy to get into a studio. I've been in many studios where they're like, yeah, we'll email, just email us and send us your resume and whatever. And like, uh, oh, time and time again, like it was so down and out on actually working in music. But to that topic of like, what would you do? You know, like if, if you had to depend on this, on your art form to make your money. I don't necessarily. I look at the studio situation as like a little bit removed, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like it there it is separate enough, although it does sometimes bleed over. And mm-hmm. there was a period where like I wasn't focusing on any of my own shit, and it start, did start to frustrate me. But it was mm-hmm. on me, really. But like I do film scoring, and I want I want to do film scoring. That's the eventual like what I want to be the thing that actually pays the bills on a larger level. Okay, and I'm very into that. Um, when in that context, like create a piece of music for this video or this scene or this movie, whatever that I could, you could put me in a box and, and I've heard also people say like, no, that's compromising my creativity. Put me in a room for 10 hours, 12 hours. And I have to come out with like music for this thing. I love that. I love those boundaries. Mm -hmm. I love that challenge. I, that's something I really like. If it were about like your songwriting and lyrics and like something that means something to you, like the way you would if you were signed to a label, I don't like that so much. I want that to be whatever the fuck I want that to be. And now I see you make the distinction between what you're saying, yeah, because that, that that
0: second thing. I think think people think that they want that and they get it and they realize they don't want it. I don't think so. But you're 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 talking about use, like working with music in multiple forms. Yes. I see what you're saying. And I know, think that, yeah, that yeah, I, I that. think we all
1: have to do that. The same way you have cameras set up and and to bring this thing home like dude, you uh I I thought this was fascinating because I I got to be honest, I thought it was I thought you did the podcast at first when I found it. And this made me follow you straight up. Like I saw that you were doing it, and I'm like, maybe he's doing that just to promote his shit, like in a different capacity, right? Well, that's that, that was the idea. And but then I heard it and was like, but I think he found out that he's good at it, you know, and it makes him happy, and it's like, yeah. that's the best. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's it's you that that's
0: exactly how it happened. I had planned to do it, and then it turned into something else entirely, which is why I didn't pressure myself into like it was like when, when I'm ready to get back to it, I'll get back to it. Yeah.
1: I'm, They're the same,
0: but they're different. You know what I mean? Of course. Um, But I
1: think we have to now. I think like, and I I remember, I think in the past people told me like, do, do, even at school, like I I studied like music business, which is like fucking hilarious, you know, but it's like, I did. And uh, did you go to school? Is that you You went to school for music business, or you're, you're saying that you heard Pete, that you no, no, I went to school for music business, like oh, I didn't really where'd you go, I went to Berkeley in Boston. Oh snap, yeah, yeah so you just left that little detail yeah, out, whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh, I uh, but I, I went there, and then like music business was just kind of like the thing that I chose, and uh, you know, I won't even say I regret it because there's a lot I like that's what kind of pushed me to this point of like, I really want to be able to do the scoring thing. I want to work with orchestral music and whatever, but like the setback of that idea for like, like financially, especially, you know, for like, like student loans and shit like that. Like not probably not, uh, you probably shouldn't have gone there in general, right? Like the whole clusterfuck that it really became or becomes, it's like this interesting thing where it's like, as long as I get to do this, you know, like, I'm going to be pretty happy with it. And I'm going to just be like grateful to just keep get getting the chance to do the music. And then the past years since then have been this thing of like trying to work my way out of this, what I what I would call like a, you know, like a bullshit job, something that's not, you're not associating with like your dream or like that track of your life. You got to get those hours back, you know, and what's what's going to be required of all of us is like, four, five, six different mediums that we are able to work in. Yeah. But it's fun and it's rewarding think. I
0: recognize think. that and you like learning, but I, I I don't think that for most people who make music, that is not the default. They mm. just tend to like they, they they don't like the other stuff. Yeah. And that and that and that's kind I of I guess
1: I didn't at a point too. You know? Like I guess I could remember a time where I was like, oh I don't want to be on camera. And then after doing it enough, it's like, well, what if I did this on camera? You know, and you start getting ideas. It's the same. I see all. The, I see the parallels, right? Yeah. I feel like you know, like, do you see the parallels in doing like a podcast episode and like the story arc of a song or something? You know, I, I mean, just like you, you talked about attention before. That's really
0: all that it is. It right. gives. Re, it because this, this is the thing. This, this is the thing, man. Like, and I'm, I'm saying this as somebody that loves music. I'm inundated with people talking about their music all the time. I cannot listen to all of it, okay? You have to give something few people something to care about other than your recorded medium. Yes. Because it you like like you what 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 whatever it is you care about, talk about that, mention your music every now and again. Let people invest in you and your beliefs and then if your shit is good, they will also invest in that part of it.
1: People use the what should be advertising as the product and they don't have a product or service. Yeah. So it's just constant advertising. Mm. It's the meat that's what once again like what compelled me to make the album was like guys, I get it. Like I know, I do it too. I know that your thing comes out tomorrow. I just made a post yesterday about a song that came out yesterday. I do it too. So I'm not trying to preach and and be arrogant here and say that I know better. But you like it can't be that all the time. I've never gone from a post on Instagram, been like, "Let me jump over to the bio." Went to the link in bio. Oh, now I'm listening on Spotify. It doesn't. It's too many steps. It doesn't work. Talk about
0: you. You know there 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 are people that found me one way or another that did not know that I made music. I realized that I had. That's to start gonna happen. About it a little bit. That's gonna
1: happen. Yeah. Right. You like you're not yeah, plugging it like, enough. Oh shit. So you, you deviated about, from. You don't know about that. <laughs> you deviated from what the plan was in the beginning, and yeah. now you're a podcaster.
0: <laughs> so, but, but 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 no, you're absolutely correct. Like, you 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 got to give people something more than just hey pre-save. Hey, right. Like, because like, it, worst case scenario, people start to resent it because it's like, yes, you know, like what what. what how can you be useful to somebody? And, uh, you know, if you don't think that you're particularly interesting or useful, I guarantee that you are to somebody. Guarantee. It's true.
1: And it's like if you uh, everybody has the opportunity in what we do, if you want to go the funny route, everybody has the opportunity to uh, the comedy. I think oftentimes or a joke is based on a misdirection. Right. You set someone up for one thing. You make them think you're going to go a place you're not going to go or you do go that, you know, you have options. Right. But it's all about like uh, catching somebody off guard for the laugh. If everybody if all you've done so far in your career is I have this coming out, collabed with this person, this thing coming out, whatever. You now have the opportunity to maybe make a fake dramatic intro of a video and go so i have this song coming out and and then flip it on its head make it not about that do that for 3 months do that for a year so piss people off to a point to where they're like do you even do music anymore i had people say shit like that to me before where it's like or at the studio do you guys even record music anymore like whatever that's what you kind of want that because all that is is them saying like you know we'd like to hear some music now, <laughs> you know, and then it's like oh great because that's really what I want to do even if I did fall in love with these other hats that I wear or whatever, um, that's really what I want to do. Watching watching people play music last night at, in Nashville at a bar was like a, a mind fuck, dude. Because I stopped playing shows maybe three four months before COVID. So it's been about 15 16 months. It's not that I don't want to do it anymore. I miss the shit out of it. I miss the thrill of playing and stuff and I felt like a 48-year-old sitting at the bar like that could have been me, you know? And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Uh it was like it's confusing and it's a mind fuck, but yeah, I don't know. I think that like everybody has that opportunity. And then if you want to go the other route about like something more important I guess or like serious or dramatic or or shining light on a tragedy well we live in a really good time to try to bring more awareness to those things too I think people need to choose I I don't think you can't I don't think you need to exclusively live in one world or the other but I don't think that like I, I think you'll see that a lot of the time too people who maybe uh don't know what to do and then they just resort to like that kind of stuff to get like sympathy or whatever and I think that that can be gross too if like maybe I don't know I don't want to say like you don't deserve sympathy or something but maybe it's like I don't like when things get perverted you know I don't like when things turn into like Oh, that that's timely. Let me jump on that. And here's my new single or whatever. Like, nah, don't you know what I mean? Or I I made this thing about this. Like, it's a fine line between how to do it. But I think those are the things that people really react to, like intrinsically. Um, And I think that, like, we all have the opportunity to, like, just start like if you're going to make shit for free and just throw it out there and make it disposable. Make it something other than the thing you really care about, you know?
0: Yeah, you can say that again. And
1: then sell the thing you care about for whatever you can. If it's $0.20 on Spotify, cool. Try that. If it's uh, a rare collectible, that'll probably be a thing that happens within the next few years that people think is going to change the industry and and turn into a thing to sell. Awesome. Sell that thing. Uh, Or if it's your services. If people see, like, that's what kind of has happened with me. Oh, you you make these funny videos, or you do this cool thing, or whatever. Would you like to do that cool thing for me? Can you help? Yeah, uh, it costs this much. Great. Now I now I make videos or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's I don't know. I think that those are we need to start thinking more like that, um, and make money.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I think you're really good at tying things up, man. I could talk to to to, to both of you. I know, I know, I know. You know, you guys want to get out and see the city and. I got to do my meal prepping and stuff for the week. Listen, man, uh I like you a lot and what's cool about this is that the, the, the you literally just listened to two people who met each other for the first time today. Yes. One of them like lives here in Tennessee, the other one came all the way from New York. Um that is crazy.
1: It's cool. This is a cool little experiment we did and I and yeah. once again, thank you for like being open to it um and taking the chance. I just I don't know why I had the feeling like it was going to work out no matter what. Dude. But, uh, you know, I'm glad to, like, call you a friend now, officially. Indeed. And uh, fuck yeah, dude. This is cool. Well, I'm going to put all of your social media stuff in the link. Thank you. Thank you. This Thank stuff you.
0: will be all over the internet anyway. So.
1: I don't know how scattered shit got either. But, like, you know, for anyone listening, I hope it wasn't too oh, no, <laughs> all no, over the place. <laughs> Loki was honestly one of the most, can, like, kind of
0: follow the theme. Oh, cool, There's, cool, a lot less ranting in this episode. All right, man. It's been a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.